The Very Interesting Show contains mature adult content not suitable for anybody. If you classify as anybody, turn back now. You've been warned. Simulation Radio. I was paid to put on a killer show. Everybody, good evening. It is Thursday, September 10th, 2020, and it is episode number 26 of The Very Interesting Show. Man, I have not been able to say that for a while. I have not been able to say two numbers that this was a show title. This is the show title is a number, and it's the first time for like three months. So welcome back, everybody. I'm very, very excited for you all to be here to join us in our triumphant relaunch. Yikes. We're testing out a new format today. Also, we've got some stuff going on. We will have Worst Persons coming up at the end of uh, this segment. We'll also have Woke Olympics. We'll do some wrap-up. We'll talk a little bit about the show. And we will have a lot of fun along the way. Speaking of which, Johnny Horndog, how are you doing? Oh, you know, reigning champion, uh, birthday boy, you know. Uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I am doing- Not as good as me. I don't care. All right, that's where we are right off to it. It is indeed Johnny Horndog's birthday. It is the big 3-0 for him today. And Gay. dirty 30, baby. Dirty 30, mm-hmm. man. It is uh, so how do you how do you feeling? How how do you feeling? How are you feeling? Does it feel any differently? Well, my back started hurting more than usual. Mm. Uh, you know, it's I could get hard transition. this morning. And yeah, uh it's 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 uh it all down it's all downhill from here. It's all downhill. I that that tends to happen once you get the big uh the big three zero. Justin is also joining us too. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good, one would say. That see the thing <laughs> is I make that reference. I don't know if anybody actually gets that, but that's a that's a Larry David Kirbier enthusiasm. And I'm not never I tend to show. do that. I tend to do that a lot where I'll make references where I know that nobody that I'm that I'm talking to is going to get that reference, but you know what? It's it's just to amuse me a little bit. Gene had a little bit of a situation at work. He uh, will not be joining us this evening, but we'll see him again next week, and we will uh, continue to press on with our with our format. Plus, the first part of the show is just going to be the three of us every week anyway, because we're we're adapting adapting to the situation that life has thrown us. When life gives you lemonade. No, that's when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade out of it. And so I'd like to think that the lemonade of this segment will be quite sweet, quite intimate, quite juicy, and we will we'll have some fun. Well, my lemonade's sour because Gene ain't here for my birthday, and that's fucked up. That is pretty fucked up, actually. Now, how who is has your... like work? Like who does work? Yeah. yeah, what the fuck is going on with that? He's got work, this whole work thing. I'm not Lame. really sure. Yeah, I guess someone called out or something like that. Yeah, and he's got a cover for him, and it's yeah. Well, I blame Gene in this situation because he clearly didn't tell the person who was calling out that it's my birthday. Yeah, and everyone knows when it's your birthday, you are the most important thing that exists. It's all about you, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. So Gene dropped the ball there. Didn't tell the employee that called out that it's my birthday. So I blame him. Yeah, it is kind of his fault. We had a weird tradition, not weird tradition, but I would say a normal tradition growing up in our house where. 
we were fairly well structured in terms of who had to do what kind of chores and who had to do each specific thing. However, the, a very important thing about our birthday, one of the things that my parents said to help make us feel a little bit special was we got the day off from doing chores that day. So oh. did you, uh, did you, were you an adult in any way today or was today like, you know what, I'm having a good time. I'm laying back, enjoying the big three zero. What, what happened today? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I sold some old shit that I don't need. And nice. and it turns out that it don't work for the motherfucker. So mm. I'm gonna need to give him his money back or figure something else out. What did you sell? Oh, just an old phone that I had laying around. So, old phone. Yeah. Ooh, it, it trying to turn a profit. Was it an old phone that like you've had for a while and you're just looking to get rid of, or did yeah. you buy this specifically? Oh, okay. No, yeah, it wasn't something I was trying to like buy and flip. It's not mm. like the stock market where mm. I was just trying to. <laughs> oh yeah, the value is really low on this one. Although people do do that where they they find oh, yeah. really great deals on cars in particular, and they're like, yeah, it's like that episode in the office where Dwight says, "Shake my hand, shake it." shake it and the dude shakes his hand and it turns around and sees the ad for like a thousand dollars more the oh, very yeah. next day <laughs> so it sounds like you had not just a fun day but also a quite a productive day no that not at all <laughs> that, yeah you're, you're definitely giving me too much credit i just <laughs> sat on my ass all day uh hung out i was gonna go to the beach that was Ooh. in my immediate plans and as i grab my keys i look out the window torrential downpour Ooh, that's it yep yeah florida at the end of summer yeah it's great it tends to happen. Florida at the end of summer, at the beginning of summer, not in summer. Oh, I thought it was always around summer. summer. Uh, it happens in all of those times. No, you actually had uh, you had some friends from New York that were going to come down, right? Yeah. Uh, what what happened to that? Did they just flight got canceled? Flight shit happens, no, or they no. just had life going on? Family emergency is mm. part of Rob's family, a friend of the show's, oh, I and see. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, you know. Granny, <laughs> Granny, uh, with the de- with dementia, broke her hip and she's not doing well. Yeah, she but fell. she's a fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, Rob flew up there just to say hi to her, and I think that gave her enough inspiration to keep on living. And the last that I heard, her dementia might have been cured. That's very cool. So nice. she fell this time, and she might actually have been able to to get up. So we'll 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 see. We'll follow that story as it uh, progresses, and we'll see whether or not his grandmother actually had the ability to get up after falling down. So we'll oh, see wait, how wait, that. Wait. What's that? This this just in. She oh, do we have breaking hold news? Hold on. I'm, I'm getting something through my headset. Is this breaking? No, she didn't get up. <laughs> yeah. No, she, wait, 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 wait. There's more, though. Oh. Still has dementia. Uh, so actually, I apologize. Both of those things are incorrect. But she is still alive, so that's good. Thank you for checking, though. I'm really glad yeah. that we, we got that particular update. Yeah. So we also got a, a little bit of an update, upgrade, something, whatever you want to call it, to the studio, which you can check out at veryinterestingshow.fm slash live if you're watching the live show, which will be Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern. You can see in uh, in John's lovely view. Now, the sad part is that I got you this as your birthday gift, but you can barely see it. You can only see it on the camera. You actually have to be the one to turn around to see it, whereas I can see it very clearly Justin can also see it very, yes. very clearly, and the viewers also can see it very clearly. So, unfortunately, you are one of the least, uh, the least benefactors, the smallest benefactor of this gift. But I mean, if you're watching the live show, it does make me look look more pretty, mm-hmm. uh, which is hard to do as is. But you figured out a way to do it, and. Zach actually just recently, a friend of the show, Zach, mm-hmm. he was on the Chili Cook-Off Acid Challenge. Attack, Zach. If you haven't watched that, amazing. 
uh, because I won. Oh, spoiler alert! Sorry, mm. I should have told everybody. No, but. we were gonna we were gonna recap a little bit of that. However, uh, yeah, it's almost one like one of those things that you get a gift for somebody else that's really a gift for yourself. Mm-hmm. For in Zach's case, he bought a French press and a coffee maker kind of thing for Rob for like a belated birthday, and I mean Rob has a Keurig. Mm-hmm. So he bought it he doesn't for need Rob because mm-hmm. he's over Rob's house a lot working with the company that Rob has started. Oh, that makes sense. So it's like one of those, I got a gift for you. It's for me, but it's for mm-hmm. you. Right. It's almost like what's happening here a little bit uh, in a way. But although, to be fair, I did pick this out specifically with you in mind because uh, you do strike me as a very worldly person. Also, I thought that you would appreciate the uh, the color scheme and the watercolors on this. I thought oh, it, I thought beautiful. you would very much like it as your your new background for the new this upcoming season of the very interesting show. So, I, how do you uh, what do you think about it? Did you do you think it was a good choice? Because I picked it with you in mind. I I really really gave you some thought on this one because you strike me as as worldly. Well, so I, yeah, I try to be, and I appreciate the thought, mm-hmm. and it looks great aesthetically it's pleasing and you know it's important for me to kind of broaden my horizons about the world in general i'm a big history nerd so like you know i think that that's very fitting so thank you and uh i love it you're welcome of course i'm glad that you like it i hope that you all the viewers like it too it's a very very interesting it's a lot better than the old the old uh tapestry that we had hanging behind us in the studio it uh, gives us a couple of bad memories of people that may or may not live within a one-house vicinity of us. Really? Because I, I actually don't know the story behind that, if you don't mind elaborating. Yeah, it's an audience turnover, Daddy-O, so I'll, I'll repeat this story. It, essentially, what happened was the girl next door, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll call her Jenna for short. Yeah. And she... Uh, this started over on this started in the Super Bowl, by the way. This started this last Super Bowl, mm. which I guess to kind of tie it back, we were watching some football tonight, kickoff night before the show tonight. But this football's most, here. Yeah. My birthday's here. Basketball a, is back. Fuck basketball. <laughs> I don't care about that. They <laughs> I can't I just can't Yay believe sports. I'm sorry. I, I I'm gonna let you finish. But thank you, NFL, for bringing football back for my birthday. It happens every four years, and you just pick the best year. They picked leap year this year. And actually, funnily enough, I'm not actually trolling with that. That was just a joke, but it actually is 2020. It's leap year. But the girl next door, she uh, Super Bowl party last last year, this past year. But before COVID happened, funnily enough, the Super Bowl party, it's interesting to think about that the Super Bowl party was actually the last opportunity for many uh, big parties and big gatherings to happen. And then all of a sudden after that, that's when uh, COVID hit. So our Super Bowl party had uh, the girl next door. We'll call her Jenna, because that may or may not be her actual name. And if I don't, I don't really give a shit. And I'm here to burn bridges. But uh, she made it very known to people throughout the party that uh, she did a a keg stand. And I, I'm not sure exactly what makes that so notable or why everybody had to know what's, or care. What's, what's but, that got to do with the tapestry? Though? Well, wait. But no, it's elaborate. it's it's a long it's a long con. That that keg stand resulted in a series of events that led it to uh to near breaking and entering at our house. And if I can and, uh and if I could, you know, paint a picture if I may. Of course. The first keg stand that she did Great, you know, you got to have a keg stand at a kegger, right? Of course. Got to have one. She was the first one to do it. She actually did a pretty good job. I think it was like 13 seconds or whatever. It was great. She did a great job. And then that got some other people to try a keg stand. But then what I didn't know that part. But then what happened thereafter, though, is that 
she would be like, lift me up for a keg stand. Lift me up. And I'd be like, all right. And I'd hype up the crowd because I'm hosting, right? I'm mm. trying to be the best possible of host. Course. I'm saying, all right, everybody, ready. Get ready to count. And I, we pick, I pick her up. Someone else picks her up. And it's all of two seconds. She's like, I just want to sip. I'm like, bitch, that's not a keg finish stand. Finish Yeah, at least, at least finish the keg stand. She did not. She just wanted the attention that mm-hmm. a keg stand provides. Of course. And ever since then, uh, the budding relationship that occurred between her and our house, we basically learned that uh, we don't want any part of that. And the reason that I honestly hated the tapestry behind you before is because okay. it's the same one that she has in her room. I saw a picture of her room that she posted oh. on social media, and I saw a picture of that, and then I was like, wait a minute. It Two and two didn't quite click together for a second there. I saw hers, white one, white mandala one. Saw that one, the one on our studio wall, and I was like, wait a minute. Wait a goddamn minute. And then I, those, that's when the seeds of hatred started to uh started towards to the tapestry yeah towards the but tapestry what did you do with the tapestry there after the tapestry is actually on the couch in my room over there right now and actually funnily enough i hate it as part of the studio decoration but okay. over in the room i've put it over the couch kind of put it under the under the cushions a little bit and i have some black and white pillows that go with it too it actually it looks okay it looks uh, it doesn't look too bad and most importantly it does not remind me of her so when it's when it's there like uh, oh maybe it doesn't see the full effect yeah exactly it reminds me of something that's not uh that's not a thing that i could possibly see in her room on her social media at any point and actually i was i was nothing but nice to her recently and i I don't know if you i've told you guys the story but this happened like a couple weeks ago where we literally like you were involved with this but what you didn't see was the part that happened before she uh broke into our house at two o'clock in the morning because i had a really weird premonition that i should have locked the door and didn't at that one time and turns out that was my downfall but Two o'clock in the morning, me and Aaron, who's my brother, who uh, you may know as Ryan Seacrest from the Simulation Radio Chili Cook-Off, which uh, we might get him in since Gene's not going to be here. We might get him in on the next two segments. We'll see. But he was down his, downstairs. I was hanging out with him. And two o'clock in the morning, she just decides to barge in. because two that's o'clock? Yeah, two o'clock in the morning. She's wasted out of her fucking mind. That's how it goes with her, it tends to be. But I up until this very moment was nothing but nice to her and after she told me after she did uh gave me this one little jab at this one little i don't want to call it disrespect because i'd like to think that i don't work like that but i guess i do but she looked at me she looked at aaron kind of felt on him a little bit because that's what she does to a guy that she first meets sure you know of course it, it sexual power yeah yeah despite the fact that she's in a relationship but women's rights you know? yeah yeah you know feminism but uh she does that. She does that kind of stuff. And she doesn't know that he's my brother at this point. She also doesn't know that he lives here. And so she looks at me. She looks at him. I tell her that he's my brother and he lives here. She gives this like blank, no way stare. Oh, like the kind of look that she always has on her face? Yeah. A ba- blank. Always. She just recreates that stare and really hones it in for a split second. The, the lost gaze. And she looks at me. She looks at Aaron. And then she looks back at me again and goes, what happened? Where did it go so wrong? Wow. For you? Wow. Yeah, she, yeah. And so at that point, I am like dumbfounded. So I stand there, kind of mouth agape, literally fucking drooling on myself for a second. I look at her and with a dead ass straight face, get the fuck out of my house. Boom. And she doesn't listen. And eventually we have to right. kind of force her, force her out. But 
that was that was the moment that I decided wow. that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be nice to her anymore. So well, the, you know what they say: you do have a face for radio. Hey, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can actually see that face for radio at veryinterestingshow.fm/live. Can't plug it enough. Next segment, I'm going to talk about some of the plans that we have for rekindling the website and rekindling our social medias because that's how we're gonna gonna try and structure the show a little bit from here on out. We'll do some worst persons. Uh, coming up in a little bit, maybe about five, ten minutes or so. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the uh, do some recap for the first annual simulation radio chili cookoff because I know that Johnny Horndog he is an endless supply of of grit and bravado, and I'm sure that he could reach into the void, into the depths of his soul, and create and pull out any sort of shit talk that that we can muster so we'll have another opportunity to do that because if you didn't get to see the live show it is on our youtube simulation radio on youtube you can check it out you can check out the full live show you can also check out some some segments and some clips that we'll be posting as uh as i get to them i'm working through my backlog right now posting some of that but we'll get to that we'll get there so we went uh to celebrate your your birthday Today we went to Wawa. Me and you and Acid Attack Zach get some alcohol, some alcohol, some uh, Yingling, which I maybe after the show we'll dig into that a little bit more too. But it reminded me when we were sitting in line. This reminded me of a situation that I had at uh, at work the other day, and I have another edition. I know how much you guys love this. I have another edition of very embarrassing habits that I do not quite realize about myself until I am called out on them. This is probably like the third or fourth edition of this. <laughs> I know how much you guys love it, which is why I brought another one to the table today. And this is actually more of a, a specific story and a specific situation that uh, that stemmed from my lack of emotional self-control in the moment. So it was a it was a rough day at work at the time. I was at work, and I don't know if you... I'm sure you guys know this about the Walmart self-checkout machines, but they talk back to you. Like the when you you scan something, whenever you're ready to go pay for something, it'll tell you insert cash or fucking card or whatever. And then at the very end, I guess I'll rewind a little bit. I was having difficulty with this. So I was already very frustrated, not just at the self-checkout machine because it would not scan my shit. But also, yeah, what but also what happened prior was it was just it was just a rough day at work. Like, uh, I can't communicate with people. I'm somehow the only person that can speak Spanish in my department as look at the look at the look at the shade of my skin. That's not okay, by the way. But uh, I don't know, we tend to adapt to it. But uh, being forced to translate all day, just a lot of a lot of you know how you have those days where a lot of things just go wrong all at the same time. And you're just kind of you're just emotionally beat for the day. And I lacked a little bit of self-control at the self-checkout in that moment. And at the very end of the transaction, where the self-checkout machine says, thank you for shopping at Walmart, I say to the machine really loudly, shut up. And the lady in front of me in line hears me say that, and she thinks that I'm talking to her. And, oh, uh, no. Yeah, and so she turned around was and just like goes, a, Was she like a Karen? Was she like a... She was a, a heavy-set black woman. Okay. And funnily enough, actually, when you hear that, you the situation turned out a little bit more amicably than I thought it would have. Because yeah. I thought that I was in some deep shit. As soon as I heard... As soon as I saw that face turn around and go, Excuse me, I... My heart fucking dropped. I was like, Oh, this is over. I'm about to get into an altercation at work here. And... 
it, it's not going to be good. But so, so what was your approach? You just we were very like apologetic, like no, this stupid machine here, this fucking thing sucks. I actually told her straight up, like sucks. yeah, yeah, fuck it, we'll do it live. Uh, I'm not going to play it because that's the end of the entertainment yeah. club bit. But. Well, she was actually very understanding. I told her exactly what happened, exactly what like what my mindset was. Like, I'm sorry, I had a bad day and I was lashing out at the machine. And she actually gave me like the sweetest fucking response that oh. I've ever heard because I was still wearing my hat. So like she knew I was an employee at that point. Yeah. And so she gave me like an understanding. Oh, it, it, it's okay. I totally understand. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. That was that was a little, little piece of luck at the end of a day that did not did not quite feel as lucky. So I I learned a little bit in that situation, which is to uh, do a little bit better at keeping my emotions in check and having a little bit more self-control in those situations. Or just, or just whisper. Or just whisper. <laughs> I, honestly... You still uh, tell the machine to fuck off just under your breath. Yeah, that's that's more the approach that I've been, uh, that I've been taking a little bit lately. So, I don't know. That's... Uh, you you learn you learn lessons. I don't know if you learned any lessons today on your thirtieth birthday today, John. But uh, maybe they're they're the the result of lessons that you've learned throughout up to this moment. I don't know. I don't think you learned you didn't learn anything. Oh, I didn't learn today. shit. I learned that you wear a Pikachu onesie at a Wawa. You get all eyes on you. Did you get some looks? Because I oh, yeah. maybe I, I wasn't thinking. So like, yeah, it's definitely uh-huh. something that's slightly out of place. So like some context, acid attack, Zach. He really showed up this year for my birthday, got me a Pikachu onesie, got me some stickers, also Pokemon related, and uh, I loved him. But, you know, it was my birthday. I was feeling a little parched. What Mm. What do you think that I did at that moment? We went to go get beer. Some surveys hey. exactly. Mm-hmm. So we went, but you know, I didn't want to go initially. I didn't want to put on pants. Yeah. Uh, Understandable. Have so nice what day. I do, I put on not just pants, but a Pikachu onesie. Walked into the store like it's the normal. Like, like yo, what up? Yeah. I got a pet rock. Sir, dude. <laughs> I was dragging it behind me. It was on a string. Uh, I had to, you know, tell it to heal, which it then hit me in the heel and it hurt. But well, I mean, it just did what you asked it to. I, I t- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my rocks speak Spanish. I don't know. I know. I, but yeah, so you're going to need to give me some lessons mm. today, considering that you're the only person who knows how to speak Spanish in Walmart, apparently. That's fair. I, I will teach your pet rock how to speak Spanish, and by no, extension... I, I need to s- learn to speak Spanish mm. so I know what commands to give my oh, I pet see. rock. Like, I know I know Tucama for, mm. for the garden in the front. Mm. Just throw it there. It's understandable, especially when you have a pet rock that comes from a Spanish-speaking country. Like it, right. it, you, you, you had it specifically imported for this, unknowing of the fact that it, who would have guessed it? It only spoke Spanish. It, it happens, but it was actually, uh, you know, brought in from in in somebody's uh, luggage. He's it doesn't have a visa. Mm. But, you know, great guy besides that. <laughs> you were playing a little bit of reverse role-playing where you as Pikachu were the master and your pet rock was... It It might have been some sort of representation of Ash Ketchum in some way. But uh, I honestly was kind of hoping that you would wear it on the show today and I was going to see if we had if we had lipstick and I was going to do paint little little red marks on your cheek. So the actual hoodie has the red oh, really? on okay. it, but I was actually intending to. And after the break, you might actually see mm. that. So don't go anywhere. Ooh, okay. Because you will get eyes firsthand on what a Pikachu onesie 
could really truly be. Ooh, I might have spoiled the surprise there, but we'll have that coming up at around 10.55, roughly. But we're going to get to uh, some worse persons in just a moment. And then maybe if we have time next segment after recapping the first annual simulation radio chili cookoff, we'll get to a couple of stories about a study of divorced parents. Now, mm, interesting. Uh, I come from a family of divorced parents, Same. and I got to say that this this study, uh, I could see a world where this applies to to us in particular. And I'm definitely interested to uh, to discuss it. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that. But in the meantime, we start off with worst persons. Worst Persons is, of course, we've got three stories, three people, or things, or items, or events, or things, second time, that uh, deserve a little bit of a lambasting. we got three medals to give out, and we have a silver, a gold, and a bronze medal, and we will discuss three of these stories and figure out which one of them is really deserving of the title of Worst Persons. I have my order that I think that this could, uh, could go in. And I'm curious to see you guys' order, too. But getting my bronze medal today is Jessica Krug, who published a paper recently with the desire to cancel herself. Now, of course, we live we live in uh, uh, a culture that is quite prone to cancellation, as some people might have heard. But this woman, Jessica Krug, has a very, very particular reason for being canceled in that... Uh, there, you know how there are some people that look like they could be mixed race, right? Like you could look at somebody and you might not be able to tell exactly what race they are. Uh, she took this a very, very huge step over the line. And she is a white woman. And okay. she spent her entire professional career pretending to be a black woman. Mm. And uh, she is was this recently the same outed. girl that was that for long for a long long time. She like wrote a book. Is this the same girl? Yeah, it, her name okay. is she. She she wrote a book. Um, Krug is her last name. Yeah, Jessica Krug, and she she's from Pennsylvania. Or actually, no. To an escalating degree over my adult life, she wrote in a letter. I have eschewed my living experience as a white Jewish child in suburban Kansas City under various assumed identities within a blackness that I had no right to claim. First, North African blackness, then U.S.-rooted blackness, then Caribbean-rooted Bronx blackness. So that's quite a lot of blacknesses that she's trying to lay claim to. And I have not only claimed these identities as my own when I had absolutely no right to do so, when doing so is the very epitome of violence, of thievery, and appropriation of the myriad of ways in which non-black people continue to use and abuse black identities and cultures. Mm-hmm. So she's taken it the other way, you know, where uh, it seems like in a culture where uh, you're not really, like, people of color are not necessarily, they don't necessarily have the opportunities to play roles that maybe somebody like us right. would be able to play. But she took it the reverse way, where she... Uh, she used this, it to build street cred in a way. Yeah, essentially, she used it to build street cred. Now... When it comes to atonement, she believes in, quote, restorative justice where possible. And even when and where, I don't know what that means or how it could work. I believe in accountability. And I believe in cancel culture as a necessary and righteous tool for those with less structural power to wield against those with more power. Doesn't that sound like you in this situation? Aren't you the one that supposedly has more power that is trying to to masquerade as an oppressed party? Sounds like she came to the realization that uh, maybe she shouldn't try to approach it the way that she did 
Yeah. So what did she do? Apologizing about it, it almost seems like. She is apologizing, and this is the only thing that she did. The only thing that she's done is put out this letter on Medium saying that, quote, I should absolutely... How long ago was this? This was uh, about three or four days ago. Quote, I should absolutely be canceled. No, I don't write in passive voice ever, because I believe we must name power. So... You should absolutely cancel me, and I absolutely cancel myself. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. Cool. You don't know? Then what the fuck are we supposed to do then? Is this- So I think this is something that we could actually follow up and and, and see how it develops. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as to how this develops, potentially, too. Potentially, she could potentially take some action on this and, you know, show that instead, instead of just, you know, the, the saying actions speak louder than words, so she's mm-hmm. put the words out there now. We got to see if she takes action on these words. So we'll see. uh, Sorry, go ahead. Which, you know, given her background and her resume to this point, for lack of a better term, in her mind, I'm sure that she's thinking that this is it. This is all I need to do. Just say, yeah, you guys are right. After years of scrutiny, not being black, you know, Mm -hmm. but, but being so firm and being so convicted about her blackness that she... Now just feels like that's that's the atonement. You yeah, know I mean? that. Where's the reparations for yeah, this damage? Yeah, I I really feel like that the only reason that she's apologizing is because she got caught. It's one of those classic apology situations where, oh, I'm sorry because you caught me, and not because I'm actually sorry. So I guess we'll see how that develops. I'm also curious as to exactly what comes of this. So over to Nebraska, where I don't know if you guys like boneless chicken wings. Oh boy, but. Uh, <laughs> I do. In fact, I like them more so than bones in my wings, uh, giggity. But wait, would that really make them wings? That is the age-old question that Ander Christensen of Nebraska seeks to answer in a satirical rant before the Lincoln City Council this past Monday, pleading to ban the boneless chicken wing moniker, which has garnered widespread attention on social media and news sites. It's gone viral because Christensen, who is the son of one of those council members, made his case that the meat in boneless wings doesn't come from a chicken's wing at all, but from its breast. You're thinking about this too logically, buddy. Like, boneless chicken wings, it's just meant to be, it's just meant to satisfy the, the sheeple out there. Like, you, it, we're just calling it boneless adult chicken, chicken wings. Adult chicken nuggets. It is adult it's chicken great. nuggets. And I'm so a what does he fan. want? Like, what is he suggesting? He's suggesting that the dish could be renamed. Some suggestions that he's offered include a buffalo-style chicken tenders, wet tenders, saucy nugs, or... Saucy nugs, let's do it. Or trash is his final suggestion. <laughs> so, or uh, trash? Yeah. yeah. His plea, of course, was for the children. He said, quote, Our children are afraid of having bones attached to their meat, which is where meat comes from. It grows on bones, he said. We need to teach them that the wings of a chicken are from a chicken, and it's delicious. So Mr. Uh, Mr. Andrew Christensen is taking this a little bit, a little bit too seriously, a little bit too literally, and I actually would uh, like to pull up the, the clip here because he, his clip was recorded that went viral in the Lincoln City Council in Nebraska. My name is Andrew Christensen. Uh, I live at 1212 Twin Ridge Road. Oh, Lincoln has Dodson. the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring social a problem leader. that has gotten so out of control that, that our children are ca- throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning. And treating things as, as though they're normal. I'm with you, buddy. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking it's about boneless fine. chicken wings. It's oh, not okay. No. I propose that we as a city remove the, 
excuse me, I'm trying to. <laughs> You're the guy in the background laughing. Yeah, there's I a guy. I propose we as a city remove the name Bone. So what happened was there was a guy in the background in the in the Lincoln City Council. He's just he is not having any of this. He is laughing really hard. And this guy, Andrew Christensen, he uh, how would you excuse describe excuse that? Excuse me, sir. Excuse. I have a very serious matter. Yeah. I'm trying to give give me the floor. Mm-hmm. I want to be a leader. I want to. Write this cause revolutionary this wrong. Yeah, it's like fuck out of here. Of course, revolutionary I, I would... social mm. leader. Precise mm. leader, social leader. Because we all know that the greatest revolutionaries are only social, and that is the just only thing it. that the only thing that this guy looks like he's gonna lead is a bunch of drugged up, acid tripping hippies to murder people. Yeah, it happens. In fact, I'll Charlie I'll, Manson two point I'll put the camera up here on the uh, the stream so that people can see exactly what he looks like. He is uh he looks quite like a character here. Lincoln City Council, Andrew Christensen. He has like the 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 hair like I don't want to give it too much shit because it's like a straight version of mine in a sense, but uh there there there's a beard too and he How just How do you know that he's straight though? The the hair is straight. It looks kind of straight to me. I don't oh. know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know that he's straight. I don't. I, apparently, my my gaydar is not exactly uh, well calibrated. I so thought, I thought you were having a moment where you're like, "Yeah, he's like a straight version of me." Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, hey, no. If he was a straight version, actually, no shit. He's he's uh, he's advocating for boneless, bone out chicken wings. So he might just be the straight version of this. Boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. These are our reasons why. Number one, nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around and pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. That's fair. Number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order <laughs> boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. You're missing <laughs> Man, you're really missing out on that boneless auto repair, buddy. I mean, I don't know if you've ever tried boned, bone-in auto repair, but it, you're, you're really missing out. It's just what's expected. And then number three, we need to raise our children better. Our children are raised being afraid of having bones attached to their meat. That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. We need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken, and it's delicious. delicious. I propose that we it's rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo-style chicken tenders. We can call them okay. wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. Hey, hey, do- hey, 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 hey. You can call those all the other things. Crossing a line. Yeah, trash is too far. It's, it's too far above the line. That's I have it. a bit of a... Bit of a take on this. Oh, really? How, how about how about the reason why we give our children these boneless wings is so they don't fucking choke on them. Well, yeah. On the bones, or you know, they splinter because they bite into it and it, you know, breaks apart and it but, gets but lodged not, in their throat. That's not his argument, though. His argument is that we're scaring the children into thinking that bones are bad. But yeah, the biggest bone that I have to pick with this segment is Ha-ha. that. <laughs> Is that <laughs> he's trying to take this like very right? First off, it's like a city council, mm-hmm. so it's like you're gonna really take on these huge corporations that you know have had this instilled in their DNA. Ju- what just for that one city? That's yeah. the first part. But then he's trying to take this like righteous, like I'm doing this for the kids. Mm. Like 
and not because he has a personal axe to grind against boneless chicken wings. And, uh, you know, it sounds very plausible that, you know, if this ends up taking off, besides in the comedic value, mm-hmm. you know, he's here for the kids. Joe Biden might show up and sniff some chicken wings. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if we're doing that, <laughs> we got to keep Joe Biden out. This is the only the only logical loophole that I see in this guy's plan is that I really don't see a way to keep Joe Biden out of this. It, it's a shame. Especially if the kids are involved. Especially if the kids are involved. We're going to have and to figure smelling. it out. We'll work with it, and we'll see uh, exactly what happens. Finally, in Worst Persons, we have Canada's top doctor, because apparently that's an official position. She has a little bit of advice. I mean, we have our Surgeon General, so... Yeah, we have our Surgeon General. Canada has a top doctor. Uh, Chief Medical Officer, I suppose, is the official title, who is suggesting that... Amongst all the things that we do while wearing a mask, including but not limited to go out in public, uh, exist, be good, social distance, oh, and uh, wear your mask while you're having sex. That is a thing. That's a position, an official position from Canada's chief medical officer, Dr. Teresa Tam. What do you call that position? We, uh, I don't know. That's an interesting position. What would you call the mask sex position? Uh, the, the COVID position. Like, uh, <laughs> like, what would you do? Like... Like, oh, you, you could fuck raw dog. That's no problem. But you got to wear your mask mm. or maximize the protection. Use the condom and the mask. Yeah, at the same time. I've been using a mask as a condom. And what about I, a condom I, as a mask? N- not yet, because I would suffocate. Mm. But I'm You're just saying I haven't gotten pregnant yet. Mm. It's foolproof. Uh, uh, correlation uh, and causation. That's rule number one for logic. But, uh... Dr. Teresa's t- blah, blah, blah. Teresa Tam. That's a fucking complicated one. I guess that's why she gets to be Canada's top doctors, because nobody can fucking say her name. She said in a statement that there is little chance of catching COVID-19 from semen or vaginal fluid, but sexual activity with new partners does increase the risk of contracting the virus, particularly if there is close contact like kissing. So... Are you not allowed to just take the mask off when you're kissing, or do you have to like Correct. maneuver the mask, or what? What? What do we got to do there? I don't know. Apparently, uh, we were talking to Acid Attack Zach a little bit before the show, and one of the jokes that he made was uh, the mask is for a blindfold, which I guess uh, that's fair. <laughs> Given his sexual partners, I'm not surprised that he came up with that response. Ah, I was I was looking for somebody else to take that shot. I was kind of lobbing it to one of you guys, <laughs> hoping that you just finished finished the job here, and I am not disappointed. Well, like other, uh, also also knowing Zach's sexual partners, he doesn't generally finish the job either. <laughs> All right. So, like other activities during COVID nineteen that involve physical closeness, uh, there are some things that you can do to minimize the risk of getting infected and spreading the virus. Stop kissing. Avoid face to face closeness. Wear a mask that covers your mouth and nose and monitor yourself and your partner for symptoms ahead of any sexual activity. I don't see the part of that that really requires having to wear a mask. Like, can't you just be careful? I don't, I, I, I don't Can get you it. Imagine, like, we'll see, it's individuals are smart, mm. but groups of people, not so much. So mm. sometimes you have to dumb it down. Yeah. But at the same time, it does seem a bit, a bit ridiculous to to have to say this to people yeah that that seems about right honestly uh so she added another statement to her statement statement section 
Quote, the lowest risk sexual activity during COVID-19 involves yourself alone. Abstinence. That, that's no fun. Masturbation. I, it's great. I mean, yeah, but like, you can only go so far with that one. I, I go all the way I mean, I finish one. every time I masturbate. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But if you add a mask involved, if, if masks are involved in this process now, doesn't that, uh, doesn't that kind of lessen the enjoyment a little bit? I guess it depends on what you're doing with the mask. Can you imagine like being on your honeymoon? You know, you get this nice trip to Tijuana and she leans in for a kiss. You're like, no, 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 baby. Hold on one second. You put on your mask. You're like, all right, I'm ready to go. You start making out with a mask on like I did it once. Really? That's a new level of kinky that only 2020 has been able to bring us so far. So it, you're you're a part of history by doing that, honestly, if you think of it that way. So overall, it, this seems fairly ridiculous, but I guess they got to they got to put out something to make it seem like that they're doing things and making stuff happen. But this uh, this doesn't seem like the proper take from Canada's chief medical officer. So we've got our three stories. We have our three medals to hand out, gentlemen. And I'm I'm curious as to hear where where your your order and your power rankings lie on this one. So to recap a little bit, we have Chicken Nugget Man who wants to de-establish disestablish chicken nuggets. We have Canada's top doctor who just wants us to wear masks while we're having sex, and we also have Jessica King Kung. Did I write that down wrong? I'm pretty sure I did. Yep, Kung Krug. The third no, one. Krug. Three strikes, I'm out. Three strikes. Jessica Krug. There we go. Apparently her name just doesn't even matter because it's all appropriated anyways. Yeah, yeah, that. exactly. Exactly. It's all appropriated. Who wanted to appropriate the uh the blackness that she so desperately craves. So where where what do we got? Who's who's getting the gold medal? Who's getting the bronze? Who's getting the silver medal? You wanna kick us off, Justin? Yeah. I'll go for it. Alright. So for me personally. My bronze medal goes to, has to be Surgeon General. General. Mm. Uh, You're down for masks, maybe? Um, I mean, I understand the whole, you know, concept, besides it not making any sense. Besides the fact that it's not, you know, not plausible. If you got some kind of, like, Tinder hookup or whatever, could you imagine? Like, it's, Some people have a thing about, like, wearing socks while they fuck. Like, could you imagine the level of, you know uncomfortability that you'd have if if you fucked with a mask on <laughs> but to be fair there are some people that are into that you can have uh essentially like like a uh, dress up yeah role play doctor patient mm. just don't get too far into it and tell your sexual partner that her health insurance doesn't cover this but at the end of the day not a big deal just not very feasible not terrible of a person my mm. second goes to silver medal chicken nugget man Oof. or yeah t- chicken tender boneless wing now i understand it is you know false advertisement it's they're not ch- chicken wings they're saucy nugs or saucy trash nugs. if he had his way and as someone who likes saucy nugs himself same but chicken wings are i feel a, like they're superior oh they sure. are way superior however you know he's just trying to like lay this claim that he's this that you know, a leader of justices and dude, just get the fuck out of the city council. They are more concerned about the potholes and the light that doesn't work at third and fifth. Are so, they though, so or is this the really pressing issue? Based Could on be. the based on the laughter by the man and the mm-hmm. audience. Excuse me, excuse me. I have something mm-hmm. really important to mention. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a joke. 
Uh, mm. But number one, in my mind, for the worst persons, gold medal goes to misappropriation herself. How do you lie and stay so adamant in your beliefs and go on interviews and do all these things only just to make a quick comment as to, oh, I was wrong. Maybe this is was this just like a post that she made? She didn't yeah. actually say anything like, It was a camera. medium post. I think it's because she probably was about to be exposed for this. And so you know how when you're about, about to be exposed, to be. maybe. She's been exposed. Oh, of course. She hasn't been black since day one. And people have always been like, mm, it's really? But then you can't really question it when you're in that situation. If you if you look kind of like you could pass off as one and you just say you are, then it it, it you can kind of put it on the other person that questions you as maybe being a little bit fucked up. And that might have been why the facade. Right, do we have a picture of this longer. of this uh, individual? I will pull one up. Oh, you, I know you've seen her before. She's, you probably have. I just don't recognize the name. Like yeah, I, 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 yeah. So, vaguely remember the story. You know, she's been a, she's been the worst person since forever. And uh, with that in mind, she, in my mind, takes the gold medal. I honestly, that's that was my order too. Exactly the, between the silver, the gold, and the bronze medal, Johnny Horndog basically nailed it right on the head with that. This is her. This is a picture of her right here. I will put it up on the screen. So that's a picture of her. Honestly, you could, uh, I I could see it. She's got the black hair. She has a little bit, little bit darker of a skin tone to where you could pass off as like mulatto or something. I don't, I don't even know if you can say that, but I don't, I don't, whatever. But uh, I, I could see how she could pass off as one, and if ever called on it, just be like, uh, that, that's fucked up. Are you really gonna call me out on that? I'm such a victim. So. I'm I'm down I'm down for giving her the gold medal. What about you, Justin? What do you uh, think? I'm I'm gonna have to agree. I say it's pretty pretty unanimous with uh, with the order there. Uh, like, you can't do that, bitch. <laughs> right? Like that's that's a little far. Uh, she I feel like she's reaching reaching far for uh, for that claim. But uh, yeah, the uh, I think the guy in the background for the for Mister Nugs uh, had it right. Because it's a that was a pretty pretty good troll, pretty good joke. If he didn't mean it to be, but uh, it was a waste of time for people. Uh, somebody else could have you know, stepped up there during those minutes and uh, laid out a real issue, real concern. I'll throw another little little piece of this that only further emphasizes the fact that we made the right choice in giving her the gold medal, but. Jessica Krug, the white college professor, this is from a New York Post article, who pretended to be black, once said that some of her earliest memories in life were of pr police brutality, she said, at a very cushy <laughs> that, college press conference. That is not even, like, that, that extends beyond the color of your skin. Like, there's people that get brutalized by police of all races and skin color and, and things like that. So. I feel like she's just saying police brutality as like a buzzword to, oh, again, course. like John said earlier, to just further her street cred a little bit because, uh, hey, police brutality, I say police brutality, that instantly gets in the heads of people that are actually dealing with police brutality and not some fucking uh, uh, dumbass white woman who's trying to appropriate herself. How did I get into this, she said. I had no choice, really, she said, at a 2017 event in Studio Museum in Harlem, while she was still playing the role as a black woman at that time, where she spoke about her role in Harlem Cop Watch, a group that films incidents of police brutality. So she also added, Growing up, there's no escape from police violence. I was trying to think about this earlier this week. Some of my earliest memories in life are of police brutality. And I remember one summer, when I was about five, walking from the park with my brother, who was about 12 at the time, 
right, and having police throw him down on the ground, right? The 12-year-old boy walking his sister home from the park. So that's, like, been my whole life, she said. She was now 38. And, uh... I, that could happen to anybody like what you your so your 12 year old brother gets thrown on on the ground by police we don't know exactly how he was acting there's a lot of context that's missing from the story and I, she's really really just trying to draw up some sympathy here and i don't i don't think it's gonna work so you guys are all good with giving her the gold medal yeah absolutely very she's good, good shit. very nice so we'll be back in a couple minutes but for tonight jessica krug is tonight's worst person in the world this there is no turning back you take the blue pill the story ends you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want you take the red pill you stay in wonderland and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes the first annual simulation radio chili cook-off was this past saturday and we have our victor sitting in front of us right here live in the flesh. You see those guns? He is working on them because those guns were necessary for Johnny Horndog to take home the victory. So I'd like to do a little bit of a recap because we have some stuff going on. Of course, in the future, the uh, second segment of our show will cover a little bit of the storylines going on with us, with the show. We'll do some plugs, talk a little bit about stuff that's going on on the show, and we will uh, keep everybody informed as to what's going on with that. So John, of course, was the winner of the Simulation Radio Chili Cook-Off, and I would like to pull up uh, to remind everybody that might not have seen the Simulation Radio Chili Cook-Off live show, uh, there was a prize involved. Not only was there a wager between you and Acid Attack Zach, but there was also a real, real trophy on the line that I'm going to bring up. It is a hand-blown glass chili pepper from Brad Smith's studio. I took a look at his studio a little bit. He's actually a there's some there's there are there is legitimate blacksmithing and glass blowing going on here. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, I did not want to spend two hundred and fifty dollars on the whole the whole getup here of all of them yeah. hung up. I just kind of just shelled out for the one, but uh, it's it's six inches long. So I don't know how you feel about six inches, but this is this will be your I trophy. Know. You wouldn't know. No, I, I wouldn't know either. Honestly, I'm this chili pepper. I'm just living vicariously through it. So hey, man. I'm going to put this on my mantle. It's Johnny Horndog in the house. If you don't know who it is, hey. you should already. But, you know, I'm going to put this on my mantle, wake up every day, because I already piss excellence, but I also ch piss chili peppers mm. after a questionable night out Close with a second. Tinder date. Mm. I do wear a mask during sex, by the way. He does wear a mask. Johnny Horndog, you heard it from him. He is a role model and a leader to all of the children out there, and you heard it straight from him. You heard it straight from it's the horse's the kids. mouth. Yeah. I got another thing I, I got a bone to pick with. Please. Boneless chicken wings. They're fake. Fake news. 
they are fake, and I just wanted everybody to know that. So you also kids. wanted everybody to know that it is. Ryan Seacrest is also joining us, by the way, for these How's next going, two everybody? segments. He is uh, he is live in the I flesh. I agree with the fake boneless chicken wings, mm. or I guess you could call them chicken nuggets. It's GC. You weren't even here to listen to our last segment, and you've already kind of fallen on the same uh, the same. Well, they are house. just chicken nuggets. So whoever said that, I definitely agree with them all. They're adult chicken nuggets. So we just Ryan Seacrest is joining us live from Hollywood. In fact, How's not live from Hollywood. He has made his way over to the Simulation Radio Studios. I had a private studios. jet drop me off onto a helicopter, which then flew me into the studio itself. Into it, not, not near yeah, into it or on it. No, no, the there's window. a window flew, right yeah. to the flew side the helicopter over here. You guys can see the there is a window straight into the window. There's broken glass everywhere, but I'll pick that up later. Or I'll have my team do it. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're Ryan Seacrest and you have a whole team of people behind you, then that, that's what happens. And enough and so, of a disposable income to, to fly a yeah. helicopter into a studio. It's great. I'm very thankful I was that you were able to out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very thankful that you were able to join us for the simula- the first annual simulation radio chili cook-off, Ryan Oh, yeah. It, it was, it was fantastic chili. to have you in the flesh. I know you have such a busy schedule being on... Uh, on well, anything for some good damn chili, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have your Ryan Seacrest radio show. God knows what the fuck that's called. Um, I, I don't either, honestly. Um, I mean, I just sort of zombie through it, and you know, it's it's okay. Cool. Shit, could you get me your manager? Because that sounds ideal. Yeah. You see, I play really my ideal. own manager as well, so mm. um, we're, you're, I'm gonna have to escalate that to a higher level. Mm. You you only play one on TV. You don't know how to actually no actually no take no care of any of that business. Not at so, all. The first annual Simulation Radio Chili Cookoff. You want if you want to check that out, it is on the Simulation Radio YouTube channel, Facebook.com slash. Very interesting show. It should. There's no thud in there. I should know this, but there is not. So it's also at Simulation Radio on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find everything you want there. I'm actually thinking of uh, consolidating the websites, like uh, for instance, Very Interesting Show FM, Voice yeah. of Light FM, Talk News, News Talk.com. I'm uh, I'm paying a lot on fees to keep all those up and i'm thinking of condensing it all into just simulation radio.com i think that'd be a smart move yeah trying to trying to consolidate a little bit of the stuff i'm probably going to consolidate all the facebook pages also into just the simulation radio facebook page so no that's smart and uh yeah just like i was starting to say simulation radio slash very interesting show yeah blah 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 yep exactly i'm guessing that's dramatically cheaper it is. It is. Plus, I can have. Uh, I do. N- I can only pay for. I only have to pay for simulationradio.com, and I can repurpose that from uh, a thing that I've already paid for. So, we're gonna do that. We're gonna consolidate some of the social medias a little bit. That way, it'll make it easier for you guys out there to not only check us out, check out little bits and pieces of us, show them to your people, because I know that our demographic is not. Uh, they're not talk radio people. But you know what? We're gonna we're gonna fix that. And I'm going to shove our fucking asses right into your brains, and it, or maybe your brains into our asses. I don't know. They could go that way too. I mean, Ryan Seacrest knows all about that because he's from Hollywood, and that's what happens over there. It's very trendy out there. I will say the brain is. ass movement. It is. It, it happens. <laughs> so <laughs> seems plausible. Yeah, yeah I, I can see it. I could see a world where where that happens. So we're gonna we're gonna do the intelligent thing. If you come across something that you like on any of the simulation radios uh, pages, be it Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, y'all hear this. If you see any of that on there, then show it to your people. We're already starting to see a little bit of increased numbers by uh, by putting our smaller little pieces out there. Mm. And yeah, smaller little pieces, and you, you know get the I did. 
Mm-hmm. Six inch chili. That's all I have my mind on. Six That's inches all. for the first time in my existence. Or slightly less than six inches. It will will we'll have to find that out after the show. But if you want to be part of it, I'm actually I'm trying to find a way to link our uh OnlyFans secret chat in WhatsApp to uh some of the websites. So if you go to Facebook.com slash very interesting show for now or simulation radio uh coming up in the future, then there is going to be a link to join our very exclusive WhatsApp OnlyFans fan page fan chat where we're going to give you a little bit of uh, an exclusive insight into what's going on, including uh, maybe a little bit down the line discounts and first crack at merch. So that's something that uh, something that we will be keeping in mind, something that you can keep in mind as we develop a little bit more into this into this project, into this uh, the radio world that I have brought you guys into, that I'm dragging your asses along with me. <laughs> I'm going to drag all of you guys to the top with me, so help me God, and we are going to fucking do this. So that's all the stuff that's coming up for the show. If uh, you were paying attention to our rejoin here, then uh, you might have heard the introduction to a new show that I talked about on State of the Shows, and I want to talk about the Simulation Buster a little bit. Now, the idea of that is that's going to be a podcast. It's going to be I this is probably the first time that you guys are hearing about this mm-hmm, because yeah, I know me yeah. and Justin talked about this on State of the Shows. But essentially what the simulation buster is going to be is going to be like uh like my version of what Joe Rogan does a little bit. Where okay. for instance, if we were to interview Cree from New Life Crew again mm-hmm. in the future, then uh that would be an episode of the simulation buster. That's an idea that I would like to get people, different people in here. It's like an interview series where I'll bring somebody interesting out there, maybe somebody that has uh, experienced a different walk of life or somebody that has an interesting thing in their brain that I want to pick at and just gnaw away at it until I'm satisfied. And that is going to be for the simulation buster because in a world out there, you can take the blue pill or you can take the red pill. And I would like to uh, expose everybody to all different kinds of things. And that is my version of feeding everybody the red pill. So check out the simulation buster. That will be officially launching in an official capacity, officially, official, officially in the next month or so. Probably as soon as I get all the assets done. Oh, the idea that I have. I'm getting the simulation radios uh, logo done this week. And after that is done, then the idea that I have for the the simulation busters art assets, very much looking forward to that. So keep an eye out, keep an eye on all of the social medias, all of the things. For now, very interesting show FM, all of the social medias, and it's it's gonna be great. I want all of you guys to to follow along with us and come on this journey with me and with us. And come so, on our OnlyFans. Come on our OnlyFans, come around our OnlyFans. Like you might have to do a little bit of a, a brief maneuver there. Just come uh, in general uh, to, to, what, to watch the show. It, to watch it, the show, right, that naturally. is. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's good for you sure. in more mm-hmm. ways than one. So before the break, I teased a study because I know that, especially since my brother is, is here and we come from the same divorced family. And, uh, same one, I think. We teased it. Now, I know, uh, John, you also come from a divorced family. Yes, Is I that do. right? Yeah. So we all are people that come from a divorced family. Now, this article, this study... Come from the New York Post, and people whose parents were divorced when they were kids have a lower, what they call, love hormone level. Now, you can kind of guess a little bit as to what the, uh, the love hormone that they're talking about might mean, but people whose parents divorced when they were children 
have substantially lower levels of oxy oxytocin, mm-hmm. the so-called love hormone. Hmm. I don't know if uh, you guys are familiar with that scientifically, because this is the first yeah. time I'm learning about this. No, this is the first time I'm hearing it. Yeah. Also, it sounds like Justin knows, though. It sounds like you know a little bit about the love hormone. What, what do you know about Oxytocin, it? Oxytocin, it's just it's a chemical reaction in your brain. Just like any other emotion that you feel is a chemical reaction. Uh, sorry to dumb it down and dull mm. it down scientifically. No, no, it's Everybody good likes stuff. To, chemically in your brain. It's, it's all it is. That's all love really is. is, a, is a, it's a chemical reaction in your, in your brain. It releases this chemical throughout your body. makes you feel, feel good. So when you feel think some type of way about individuals, so it's like serotonin for the happiness yeah. part. Okay, so there's a love one, oxytocin, yeah, a love hormone, and that may introduce and explain their own difficulties in forming lasting relationships, according to a new study out of Baylor University. Now, my first question before we get into the study is: We needed a study to tell us this. I mean, it seems fairly obvious well, for it to be official. Yeah, I guess they got to make it official. They got to do the whole science thing. Science. Yeah, fucking science where the hypothesis and experiments. Hot news and, and all that. Yeah, control groups. But so that's that's geometry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's close enough. It's some it's math and science and things and the algorithm knows. It just it they have to We're talking about it. So, we're going to get ads for this at some point. We're going to get ad for like divorce a, lawyers for, for what exactly? divorce what lawyers or maybe uh, even lawyers. a love okay. hormone supplement. I don't know if that exists. Therapy. Could Viagra. you imagine if it does give us a love hormone supplement ad? I mean, really now? Would you try it? Well, of course, it's on my it's algorithm. You know, you got to go with the algorithm. <laughs> what if it was Viagra? Feed the simulation. Try it still. Yeah. Are we just like now naming just different types of pharmaceuticals? What's the stuff yes. that we want to try yes. real fast? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you 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 pull out your fucking scroll. That's like a list of all the things you want to try. It still kind of rolls across the floor. But this study at a Baylor University is a first step to understanding how oxytocin during stressful events in young people may be linked to their future, said Maria Boccia, the author, Bob Gabagul, Bobbity Boobity. Oxytocin, I, I had to meet my quota for the day. It, it, I got it, got one. I'm like a cop. Oxytocin is a neurohormone that's produced in the pitch, uh, pituitary. I should have figured out how to fucking pronounce it. Yeah, pituitary gland. Yeah, this. yeah, pituitary gland. I'm uh, str- struggling along, but we're getting there. Oblongata. <laughs> in the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> Oxytocin is a neurohormone produced in the pituitary, a small bean-shaped gland deep in the center of the brain. It's called the love hormone. Because it is released during bonding experiences, such as delivering and nursing a baby, snuggling with a child, or hugging a romantic partner, reinforcing those behaviors with that warm, fuzzy feeling. And the study also adds to the understanding of how early parental stress and the suppression of oxytocin that may result could also be linked to adult outcomes. And they said, she said, what we found was that oxytocin was substantially lower in people who experienced parental parental divorce. Compared so the to actual those who uh, did children, not. yeah, the actual children was substantially lower in people who experienced parental divorce because I guess they 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 don't necessarily experience the full breadth of what a healthy relationship right. might look like. You and don't got to so, tell me. Yeah, I know. It, right. Hey, all four of us. You don't we all tell us. know. <laughs> yeah, do, like, do you get? Do you guys view that 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 might be a, like a thing that's possibly affected how you view relationships and how you how you uh, how you view how you go about that particular aspect of your lives like maybe the the relationships that you saw growing up maybe even subconsciously or something that you actively think about i would say in a a word yes but it's obviously going to be more complicated than that of course 
because in my circumstance, at least, uh, uh, my mother remarried. Mm-hmm. So there was a form of, uh, of a father figure there. I uh, wouldn't say it was still the best, but a father figure. There, there was that that was there. So, but it's also you know I, I still feel like your the environment that you're in also plays a huge factor to that. Not just you know the parental roles, and it just like the other people around you can I feel like can can affect that development as well. Maybe there are some benefits that come from this, too, where, like, maybe you've seen, for instance, what doesn't work, and so that's something that you could could potentially have Absolutely. incorporated. That's actually almost exactly my situation. Yeah. I kind of grew up in a situation where it wasn't really said, I love you, da-da-da, that kind of stuff, no physical kind mm-hmm. of comfort, you know. They it's did deep. they did their best at the moment, but, you know, there's a, a broken family, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, yeah, that's one thing that I've tried to change in my own approach is just being able to tell my friends and family and people that I do love that I love them. Mm-hmm. And being the voice or being the light that wasn't shining prior, just making that a, a thing. Because you can either grow from it mm-hmm. and, or you can be bitter and angry, which unfortunately some people will emulate those kind of characteristics. Yeah. I kind of still do where I'm char- I'm to myself. At least that's how I felt coming from a you know divorced family. Mm-hmm. It's like I can take it all on by myself and very self-dependent, but... To the point where sometimes I don't have the ability to ask other people for help. Yeah, and I, I feel like we're all we all kind of have a little bit of that that in us between uh, the stuff that I know that you guys might be struggling with versus the stuff that you guys are particularly open about. They they I'm not going to say that they don't necessarily fully align sometimes, but I I can I can tell, and I know that you guys can tell when one of the other one of us is kind of struggling a little bit about something that they might not want to bring out or bring to the forefront and this is the kind of stuff that uh that might have fucked us up that might have fucked up the oxytocin in our brain so i'm glad at least that uh, we have the wherewithal to kind of figure out what's going on and further the the path of self-development to at least kind of work on this and i mean in my take this is there's always going to be positives and negatives but we're all just basically products of our circumstances Mm -hmm. so that's helped us or hindered us in some way shape or form that's made us who we are today so you know Maybe maybe all that plays a factor, and there's always a positive aspect to the seemingly negative situation. Mm-hmm. There's always something that you can learn from any any situation, positive or negative. It, and I think that uh, a lot of people don't particularly realize that sometimes. They don't necessarily see this as a learning opportunity. Because I've just... been through a lot of stuff, you know, ended up in a psych ward at one point, and if you had to ask me if I would do it over and do it differently, I'd tell you, nah. Nope. Mm. I wouldn't be the person I am today yep. if it wasn't for that exactly. terrible situation. So, I mean, parents divorcing, that's all a uh, you know factor as to what, what your life could be growing up and how, who you become today. It's one of the, the many things that, that has contributed to ultimately the full product that, does in front of, that is in front of us today. And I'm very, very, uh, very happy to be talking to the final product. Maybe not final product, but the in-progress product always, that is in front of me. Yeah, never always. stop learning. Exactly. The study, the oxytocin study, had 128 subjects. They filled out questionnaires that asked about their parents and peers during childhood, including about their memories of affection and feeling protected or abused. The questionnaires also asked about their current levels of confidence, discomfort with closeness, need for approval, and styles of relationships and caregiving. And then urine samples were also collected from the subjects and tested for oxytocin concentration. So they got a drug test. They got a love drug test. Mm, And ultimately... Yeah, I'd my last girlfriend, be- or the, my girlfriend before last, probably had zero. 
<laughs> she, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, <Sick. laughs> that's, that's unfortunate. Damn. Yeah. And her urine samples must have been a little bit off. The levels were substantially lower in individuals whose child experience included their parents' divorce. Those who experienced parental divorce during childhood were less confident, more uncomfortable with closeness, and less secure in relationships, the statement said. You can't, you can't just tell me that article. That, that hits deep. They rated their own caregiving style as less sensitive and close than did the participants whose parents had not divorced. Previous studies of people whose parents divorced or who experienced a parent's death during their childhood have also found links to depression, anxiety, and substance abuse, noted the researchers. So, hmm. it, overall, it makes sense. I'm not quite sure why science had to be done to explain this, but I guess uh, if they, they, they got to do it, they got to do it. scientific test showing something that society's been telling us all along, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we, we, we feel it, too. But, uh, man, that thing really hit deep. We're less confident, more uncomfortable with the closeness, and less secure in relationships. We just had to wow. scientifically show you guys, you yeah. know what I mean, how Yay. much you guys less are you are, up. by the way. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> You're fucked up, but here's science, bitch. Like, uh, hey, hey, you can't just do that. <laughs> here's the facts to back it up. Yeah. No, the, uh, the test came in. Turns out I'm a piece of shit. Ah, oh, <laughs> hey. Damn. Says science. Mm. Says science. Nine facts. Out nine out of ten doctors agree. Is science real or fake? We don't know. So at least sixty nine percent. At at least at the very least sixty nine percent. So definitely gone too far. Over in California, it is of course election season, and one of the the controversies that has been going on recently that I'm sure that you guys have heard about has been the uh, the mail in voting controversy. Mm, yeah. And we don't know. There are people on both sides. Do we trust the post office? Do we not trust the post office? Is mail in voting rife for fraud? And one such situation occurred in California where. Of course it's suspicious, somebody noted in a news story. A probe was launched after bags of mail dumped in two spots in the L.A. area. Now, I picked this story for a particular reason, which is because I have experience in this field of... Uh, dumping mail? Dumping mail. <laughs> no, hey, 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 hey. No, I dumped mail that was not important. It was only uh, those fucking... Better than dumping on mail. Hey, that's, that's fair. That's fair. So... I feel like the statute of limitations has expired on this story. So uh, I'm going to tell a personal story about the time that uh, I dumped mail. Because we've all had those moments at work where, like, you're really, really up to your wits end. You feel like you've got too many tasks. You've got too much shit to do. And something has got to give. You have to pull too the lever. Too much shit. Someone's got to give. So you dump. Yeah. Mail. So you mail. know those red plums that you get every Tuesdays? They're officially called red plums. They're those stupid-ass fucking magazines uh, in paper, like the little paper that has the coupon books in it, and they don't stay together. They fucking rip apart, and they, oh, they're was, the biggest fucking... I was very much looking forward to uh, looking at that red plum. <laughs> well, there's two of them downstairs on the counter that got delivered to us, surprisingly enough, because if I was our mail carrier, well, they might not have been in there. But, uh... That's a non-dumper right yeah. there. Again, statue of limitations, it's... It, it, that, mean, that means I'm safe, right? We'll, yes. We'll see. I'm not quite sure how that works. Wow. So, the FBI is going to come knocking. It's gonna yeah, be I'm expecting it. I'm expecting them to like just pull through any moment and uh, take care of business, and I'm just dead. Right through but, the window like I did. Yeah, it happens. It happens. They're going to follow that path. They're not so even going to break the window. you're dumping, just be very cautious of that mm -hmm. window. So it was a particularly rainy Tuesday afternoon, and it was one of my first days on my own, actually. And it's uh, that's kind of scary. First day on my own, it's rainy as fuck, and I know it's not actually the post office motto, but 
because I think this was a scientifically disproven as a post office model motto. But come rain, sleet, fucking snow, hail, whatever the fuck, you will deliver your shit. Which I mean, it's not real, but we kind of have to do it anyway. But particularly rainy Tuesday afternoon. It was my first Tuesday on my own. And uh, on Tuesdays, we have to deliver those red plums. Now, the biggest pain in the ass about them is they come in big stacks, kind of like newspapers that you have to slice open and you have to put them in order because our addresses, the address for each mail route is in order from starting house to ending house. You have to know that route and you have to be able to see the top address and you have to know, hey, that's like three out of fucking nine or whatever. And when you're a new person, you don't know those addresses and you don't know any of those things. And when you're out there in the mail, in the mail, in the rain, you're out, right. out there yeah. in the mail. But these red plums do not uh, go very well with water. They don't mix very well with water. I feel like I could have made paper mache uh, with it, actually. It would, you, you've seen that Ed, Ed, and Eddie episode where like they're delivering newspapers, yeah. and then it starts raining, and the newspapers literally fucking crumble into dust in front of their hands because it's a cartoon and it's exaggerated like that. Well, that's what these red plums feel like. It feel like these red plums crumbled into dust in my hands as I was standing there in the soaking fucking rain. Can't see shit out of my glasses. And there was a moment where I snapped. I snapped in my head, and I thought, you know what? This is fucking over. I'm done delivering these. Can't do this anymore. I'm just going to stick with a regular mail. So that leaves like six little fucking bundles of uh, those red plums. And you can't just go back with those. Funnily enough, uh, a side tangent, after I was no longer at the post office, one of my best friends at the post office that I used to go to Junior's Pizza with all the time down on Colonial, every every so often get dollar Bud Lights, uh, they caught him throwing these away, and he no longer works at the post office. Oof, and for a union job, it is impossible to get fired unless they literally do shit like catching you throwing out mail. Wait, so you're telling me you, you could wipe your ass on mail, but you won't get fired for that? Yes, you can wipe your ass on mail. Because the unfortunate as long as you part deliver that ass wiped mail. It's yeah, management kind of fucked up there on that because they were so out to get him that they kind of did not follow the rules there, and so the union uh, took advantage of that. And I feel a little bit differently about unions now that I've seen them in action. But that's neither here nor there. But this Tuesday afternoon, I decided at that particular moment, in that snapping moment, because you have that moment of snap where you think that uh, you know what this is over, I can't do this anymore, and I've decided that these red plums are over. And so there's this uh, there's this plaza on Colonial. It's like right, right after Maryland Fried Chicken. It's like on the right-hand side where I think there's like a fucking Big Lots in it. And there's... Okay. Uh, behind it, though, there's a dumpster. And I know that nobody's going to see me do this. Nobody's going to see me do this. Nobody's going to see me pull in there. It's a fairly abandoned area where not a lot of people make their mark. And so... Uh, <laughs> through one way wasn't that kid that like, was be caught behind a dumpster with some like like so uh, hold on one second like got caught fucking like oh yeah didn't this happen in like uh uh oh, fuck, but it I was know. like a rape thing it was oh, like, right oh yeah the college kid yeah, yeah. brock turner there he brock is. turner yeah they <laughs> caught him so, behind yeah, a dumpster. yeah there's no way behind a big lots <laughs> yeah <laughs> not no. a solar gonna, gonna see this sorry blake turner but they're going back to the fucking, you know, inequalities. Yeah. Fucking, he only got six months. I know. Some bullshit. It is some shit. But Honestly, anyways, you were, be, you were, sorry. Uh, but like, 
I really banked on the fact that uh, at least one out of the five people that shop at Big Lots in an entire day would not go in the in the back and see what's going on there. Leave your mark. Yeah, so leave my mark. Yeah, yeah, so right. uh, one thing led to another, and it actually kind of stopped raining a little bit, so I did not actually have to pick up a giant puddle of fucking paper mache. And uh, one thing led to another, and those, I don't know how this happened, but somehow those red plums ended up in that dumpster from the back of my mail Oops. truck. I'm not saying... That uh, well, there, are, there are speed bumps back there. There are speed turn bumps. Turn too sharp, you know. They yeah, just, yeah. Heavy winds. Turn too sharp. Hit that speed bump. They go flying in the air. Yeah, out it, of the back. Yeah, it, it happens. Crazy. It happens more uh, often than you'd think. There's been so many red plums that I've come across while I was, you know, dumpster diving, mm-hmm. coming across. You see, you see, probably piles of them in there too, where you're you think to yourself potentially in that moment, like, uh, I don't think any of these made it to the mailbox. Weird. Yeah, funny how that happens. But that was actually uh, the only time that I did that. Every other time, I would either do the official thing where I'd bring them back and tell them that, hey, I didn't fucking have time to do this. Go fuck yourself. Mm. Because you become a little bit acquainted with your 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 slave masters like right. that. And I don't Over know. That, overlords, yes. Yeah, you just, you you kind of, your brain gets forced into doing like, into being really weak sometimes where you know that it's the wrong thing to do and you know that you definitely should not be doing this, but it's just, it's just so fucking easy to just take a, save an hour or two of being stuck in the rain and just kind of drive behind big lots where it's nice and easy and just somehow, I don't, I don't know how I'll this happened. Nice they fell off the easy. back of a truck. <laughs> oh yeah, nice and easy. They fell off the back of a truck and somehow ended up uh, having six bundles in the dumpster. And I don't know what happened to them. I, well, I, clearly anything. you gave them all out, as yeah. you were supposed to. Mm-hmm. It just somehow they all conglomerated back into the dumpster. with. That's where the, everyone throws away that bullshit they don't read anyway. Yeah, with the, the plastic, uh, the... What, the, the tie. Yeah, the tie, the fucking wire things. Uh, what are those called? Bot? The Twi- twist, twist ties. ties, yeah. Are they, are they actually, or the, even the ones that go inside are called twist ties, too? Like, the ones that you stick in it? No, those are um, zip ties. Yeah, zip ties. That's the fucking... I don't know why that was so hard. Yeah, the zip ties, the ones that you really, like, slide in there and get it nice and uh, bumpy a little bit and no. just pull it in. It still had those on it. Still had that on around the bundle. But uh, over in California, there's an investigation underway after a surveillance video was captured of bags of mail. And this is first-class mail, Uh-oh. apparently being dumped in a parking oh, lot no. in the Los Angeles area. And with uh, with controversy around us, in fact, I'll, I'll let me bring this back over here so I can put this on uh, the video for all of you guys at very interesting show, Don.fm slash live to see. Let me, as soon as my mouse will fucking agree with me here. So I'll put this up. This uh, is being investigated because this is clearly caught on camera. It's first class mail. And... In a season where we're heavily relying on our post office employees to impartially deliver our voting ballots to where they need to go, this becomes videos like this and footage like this becomes a little bit suspect. It's got music to it, too. Fucking KCBS out of uh, the CBS affiliate in Los Angeles. Those are whole bags of mail. They did not even take them out of. The- okay, so, so I'll give a so little bit. Of I have a, a couple of questions here. about this. Hold on, let me explain something really quick first. So these bags of mail are actually the pre-processed uh, 
there are clerks inside each distribution center, inside each annex, that take all the mail out of these bags that we're seeing right now in this footage at veryinterestingshow.fm slash live. Okay. And they take it out, they take them out of the bags, and they distribute them to what's called a hot case, where you put the mail inside each route individually based on which where the letter goes. These These bags that have been dumped have not been processed at all. These are like straight from the plant bags that have Ooh. not seen any sort of processing. And so uh, that leads me to believe that something fishy might have might have been going on here. CBS News, that was actually all the footage. So, good, good work, CBS News. So Killing it. My uh, first question, how do we know that there were ballots in these bags? We don't, but the thing is... It's during that time. It's yeah, it's during that time. I believe it would be fairly... Healthy, a healthy assumption to make that there are at least a couple of ballots in there. But the fact is, I don't think that, like, the reason that I even brought the story up is not necessarily about the ballots in the first place, but it's more to, to call attention to the fact that this is a thing that could happen in ballot season. Not only that, yeah. but I'll give a little bit of a personal insight into some of, into some of the stuff that goes on uh, between these mail carriers and the mail that they actually pick up. There is not a lot of contact in between. Like there is not, are not a lot of middlemen that it's all automated, your, right? That your mail ballot goes through. The only person to person contact that it makes is when your mail carrier goes up to the mailbox or whatever mail receptacle you have at that point and takes the mail out. And we have to keep those, or we had to. And I say this as though I'm not already like a year and a half out of this, but they have to keep them inside a specific location in their truck. Usually it's like a bin, and they these mail carriers have a lot of onus. They have a lot of power to decide what happens with this outgoing mail. Now, obviously, management takes this very seriously, and management makes sure that they're like fairly, keeping, fairly well keeping track of people and watching people while they're doing this, but there is a very, very high potential based on the checks and balances between what your mail sees when it gets picked up and when it gets to the plant to be processed. There are multiple different avenues that mail ballots could go missing or go wrong, and there are mail carriers that are fairly opinionated people. So yeah. at least um, I'm going to do the whole lived experience thing, but I, the story, the narrative of the story generally turned out to be, as this went through the news cycle, was that it was a hoax, that there's really not a lot of threat of potential mail fraud. But I've seen it firsthand. I've seen the amount of power that mail carriers have over your mail. And I think that maybe, let's say, a particular mail carrier knows that a certain candidate might be voted for in a very specific area. Yeah. Then maybe some of those ballots, without anybody knowing besides the mail carrier and fucking God... They just didn't Man. vote that year, huh? I wonder yeah, what happened. Yeah. Something happened. Maybe this well, then, whole neighborhood. But then here's like the opposite argument, obviously, because there's you know somebody trying to affect the outcomes. Mm. But what if they're in their minds because there's a lot of like dead people that still get their ballots. Yeah. And such. So there's been a few instances, and that's the controversy of the whole mail-in ballot mm. thing, you know. <laughs> and then, so, what if you know, in this situation, what if they were trying to combat the you know, dead voters. Mm -hmm. Just like, let me just make none of them vote, make them go to the polls. Yeah, balance itself out. We got dead voters, we got voters that voted but are not actually voting. Or just didn't get their mail. Or yeah, they just didn't get their mail that day. So, curious as to what you guys think. 
leave a voice message. Uh, you can do that in the show's description by subscribing to the podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the very interesting show, wherever you find any of your shit. There's a little option in the description that says leave a voice memo. I want to hear what you think about this. Have you uh, had any experiences with this of seeing potential mail fraud in action? I want to hear what you guys have to think. So what you guys have to think. You're already thinking, I'm assuming. I want to hear what you guys have to say, however. So follow us on social media. Heard a little bit about that in the previous bit of the segment. And leave a voice message, and we will potentially play them on the air next week. So when we come back, Woke Olympics, ladies and gentlemen. I know this might be our second or third time playing Woke Olympics. We have more medals to hand out, actually. Funnily enough, when I did not quite realize when I picked what main segments we were doing tonight, that they were both... uh, Metal handing out ing segments. It's probably with correlation with me being the chili cook off champion. Yeah. You think about awards, mm. think about chilies, think about two gold medals for two of the shittiest people we know in recent history. That is very, very fair. And so I'm very glad to have given you those medals to hand out. We will hand out three more of those medals in Woke Olympics when we come back. A lot of distractions. I know I had to uh, cheers everybody. Oh shit! It's for I, my birthday, you got to know. Cheers. I just realized cheers, that camera. I, I committed a, a very strong snafu by cracking mine open and taking a sip of it before we did the official cheers. I don't know how you guys feel oh, about. No. I don't know how you guys feel about about uh, traditionalist cheersing, but uh, I I don't really. I don't fuck with it. I don't fuck with cheering as hard. You know, I know, as hard. I noticed that when cheersing. I like, when we were hanging out like. During in party situations, when we were first getting to know each other, yeah, yeah, like you'd be like, "Cheers, me," and then you just take your shot by yourself. It's like, "Come on, motherfucker!" Like, what if I want to drink with you? So that was my stance, where it was just like. So then I learned to ask anybody else if they wanted to to partake in that in my alcoholism, and then if they didn't, then I would just proceed. Cheers, with the me. cheers me. I, yeah, they, I'm not gonna lie to you. They the cheers me. It still, uh, it still happens. Oh, yeah, definitely. You're trying to drink at your own pace, too. Yeah, that, too. That's the whole concept, because your question was more specifically about how we felt about the traditional cheersing. And I was feeling like it's a inclusion thing, especially if you're drinking for social situations. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I'm sure that you're used to drinking alone, crying in the corner, kind of like like so that maybe that stems from your parents being divorced. Yeah. uh, Oxytocin. Yeah. Lacking a little bit of that. So speaking of inclusion, well, he can't actually, do that because he's cheering every time. So that's cheersing. obviously impossible. You, you got to get Cheers the verb right. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I went to college for English for three and a half years and had to drop out. Che- so I'm supposed cheers- to know this. Cheers, cheersering, cheersing. So speaking of inclusion, we will have woke Olympics coming up in just a couple of moments. But there is a little bit of a moment because, of course, as part of John's birthday, one of the things that that very much came up Millhouse today was. NFL kickoff. It was the first night of the season. Football is happening. I know, John, this is your favorite time of the year. And oh, yeah. what better time than your birthday to kick off your favorite time of the year? Yeah, I'd just like to thank the NFL for deciding to Exist. start the game on my birthday every once every four years. I don't even know why, they, but like clockwork, it's like every four years <laughs> starts. <laughs> it starts yeah. So every starts leap year, it's great. It's right. Every leap year. 
But on this particular leap year in 2020, the kickoff game tonight was the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Houston Texans. And there was a particular moment, of course, with uh, with racial tensions high, protests happening throughout the country. It naturally would extend to sporting events. Of course, we've seen it in the NBA as players have walked off, Mm -hmm. as commentary has offered their input on stuff that's going on. So you would only think that this is a thing that could potentially bleed out into the NFL. And uh, I will pull this up on the screen here. A key moment at the NFL kickoff today as Chiefs fans boo somebody yells Trump 2020 as the Kansas City Chiefs lock arms in a moment of unity for social justice, while the Houston Texans... Uh, they just decide to stay in the locker room. Houston Texans don't want any fucking part of this. John, did, did no, you watch this moment? I do want to add moment? very quickly. There was a moment where uh, the quarterbacks from both teams, Patrick Mahomes really? and Deshaun Watson, they, they were, the team was kind of together li- linked arms. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there was a moment where both teams were on the field and both teams were like, were like interchanged. You I know see. what I mean? It wasn't just one team and then the other team. They're all just uh, all the teams together to show unity. Because the way the story played out, the way that uh, that news is making it seem, is that uh, the Houston Texans, Texans stayed in the locker room. That's yeah. what I'm looking at right now. But. Because that's what you would expect. Like that's kind of the the, con- uh, the honestly, connotation. Honestly, from from a team that's from Texas, was if you know anybody from show? Texas or if you're from Texas, you know that that is a very proud state. You right? spent a lot of time in Texas. I my fam my mom's side of the family is from Texas, and they they are they're they're very proud people and. It's almost shocking to hear that, that they wouldn't still, even in spite of things, like still stand up for the love of their country. And and the president has been very vocal about not Mm. liking the whole (laughs) uh, protests. But at the end of the day, it's not about disrespecting the flag. Yeah, it's about exactly what it means. And, uh, of course, the president, he's made it quite known very clear all the time in any possible instance that he has to uh, talk. And... uh, it resulted in a moment at the beginning of this game that we actually have on video, funnily enough. I know we were a little bit distracted earlier with some of the football action. And so let's, oh, yeah. uh, I want to get you guys in on some of this football action. Let's, let's check this moment out. Just like I was checked out during football. Hey. Yeah, there here it is. Yeah, here it is. Both Patrick teams. Mahomes and what's the oh, those are the, uh Is that the entire, both entire teams or is that just the captains? I'm sure, no, well, no, there's other people who there's gotta be decided to participate too. or Could not. Could you imagine the whole first half of them doing that? They were all booing. Damn, look at Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. No, I swear I saw a part where they were interchanging teams. That would, that would have been doper. That's not what I'm seeing right now. I might have given some fake news. So, that is not a big crowd, too. Wait, like keep, you, it, keep it running real quick. Uh, that, was, that was the end oh, of it. I'll, I'll, uh, oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll look at Let's let's check this out again. They're all lined up. Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, arms length. Oh, there's the booing. Boos, though, yeah, yeah. That is a lot of booze. Yeah. Coach Andy Reid, right there too, mm. like a fucking boss with his face shield. With his face. Oh shield. yeah, no, yeah, he. It's great. Full Thank you. Completely protected. What if social distancing was created to try to <laughs> stop protests? Bring us apart. Funnily enough, I actually heard a story about Roger Goodell during this. Like, I don't yeah, know if no, you know. No, I know all yeah, about that, it. That Roger Goodell definitely made sure to uh, always have his mask on. Because we've seen some clips of, for instance, uh, Dr. Fauci being caught with his mask off as just for show. Congress people, the yeah. uh, members of the press, journalism, that are all uh, proving themselves to be a little bit of uh, hypocrites in this situation. But Roger well, Goodell made sure oh, that right, he right. did not want to... Uh, 
did not want to be part of that and have one of those caught on camera moments. Sure. And then you see that during the actual draft itself, because I watched the NFL draft and mm-hmm. instead of it being a live draft, they were at home. Roger Goodell was there in his, you know, man cave, uh-huh. million dollar man Goodell cave. Man yeah, cave. no. But then they also addressed the social issue there at that point uh, where, you know, he came out as basically being supportive and saying that, you know, when they punish players prior for protesting that they he actually admitted mistake. Mm. And I hate Goodell. I'm a Patriots fan and yeah, of course, so you have that history there. Sure. But in general too, there's a lot of things that I felt like he was lacking in in this situation, there's a one point where I have to give him respect from being able to renege on his words and then being able to, you know, say that he was wrong in that situation. Um that and then shortly thereafter, Drew Brees comes out as saying I will. You I know, remember that. Yeah, you remember this part. Yeah, I do. Yeah, this remember was this after part. the draft yeah. and after they addressed all the, all these kind of things Keeping that were happening in the, the news. Might have been meant to be that he basically didn't agree with the protesting during the games. He ended up dialing back on that, didn't he? He did. Yeah, you know, he did double back, basically saying that you know he has a lot of things that he needs to learn. There's a lot of things that he needs to do to you know educate himself, and that he apologizes. He he had the perception, and I think this is where a lot of people who have a problem with the protests is that it was a disrespect to the American flag mm. directly, as opposed to not being about that. America not being sucks. about that at all. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. So that's the uh, that was the I think that like a turning point, like a big turning point there. But yet the the president won't back down on. Of course not. His kind of stance on that. Uh, of course not. It was actually an interview dump. Oh, you had something to say. No, oh, no. sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> I heard like a Just deep breath. But no, the um, she's like, oh boy. Yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> oh, your your favorite boy, uh, uh, pizza review guy, David Portnoy. Mm-hmm. He actually interviewed President Trump. I you heard. I saw that. Yeah. Yes, I and did. And one of the very first questions that David Portnoy asked him was about the protests and about how it's basically being rumored, and we saw it today that they were going to protest during the games, and a lot of people. He went on. He went on record by saying that he he wouldn't watch Huge the NFL. He'd, t- he'd turn it off if they if they protested. And then David Portnoy had to ask, you know, wh- like what? Why not? Like you know what I mean? Like he's got to press a little bit at least, even though uh, right. they seem like they're fairly. I don't want to say chummy, but they seem like they're on fairly similar ideological levels. But you still he of, still uh, has to in terms of uh, uh, Trump and David Portnoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he still has to press it as like a sort of maybe not pseudo journalist, but like at least a member of the the journalist society world yeah you still have to kind of do your due diligence there so at least he did kind of press a little bit in that way and he did preface it by saying that he's generally like bipartisan in that it wasn't Mm. like a you know he doesn't pick pick teams yeah which i respect a lot and and so that that was like the hard question he just ripped the band-aid off Mm. right off the bat and president trump essentially reiterated that he didn't want anything to, again to be disrespecting the flag and that's mm-hmm. what his perception too so that's what i'm kind of seeing and there's a lot of misinformation or a lot of you know misunderstood mm. points Motives. of view yeah well, po- points of view like uneducated you know what i mean and it's very easy to just jump towards the side especially when you see things from like the media especially that are meant to be a completely uh spark an emotional reaction out of people that are meant to immediately draw somebody to one side or the other that is yeah. meant to divide us and when you stop thinking critically about things like that, when you kind of fall into that pattern of getting emotionally manipulated, then you're going to kind of fall a little bit deeper into those trenches on either extreme. Yeah, so I, I go very deep when it comes to the whole divide and conquer theory. And that's yep. exactly how the people in power who aren't the presidents, the, who aren't the people that the you people know, in, the you vote people in, in power, who, the people who actually have power, truly, 
you know, they flip the script and there's that kind of divide. So uh, we don't focus on the bigger problems. So we live in a time where that is very rife and very relevant. And uh, I call upon you, the general public, to see that you're being fooled. Don't fall into it. And with that in mind, what better time to play Woke Olympics? Three medals to hand out once again Is for the first? second time tonight. We have first place chili. First place chili. We already chili. went through that. I'm the winner. We did. You have another first place medal <laughs> to give out, though. Did. And Ooh. that's the gold medal for Woke Olympics. So we have uh, four stories, actually. There will be an honorable mention. There will be one that does not make the, uh, the, the pedestal. Uh. So four stories, one honorable mention. No participation trophy for that person, for that, uh, for that particular woke uh thing just like so, ryan who didn't participate in our chili cook-off yeah, competition yeah he no doesn't even get a participation trophy exactly doesn't even get a participation medal so of course there are fires happening in california you've heard you guys have probably heard all over that, the uh, west coast california yeah. is literally on fire and i've seen some of the pictures too it's fucking it looks like legitimate hellfire i've called some places there. and businesses in that area really? and they're like yeah she's uh she's off work i'm like oh i'm so sorry like what What's going on? She's like, yeah, her house might be on fire. I'm like, Ooh. damn. Just nonchalant. House might be on fire. BT yeah, dubs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just become the norm over there now, I guess. Jeez. Yeah. What happens. else can 2020 throw at us? Uh, to be honest, it's, it's the whole year's prepped them for this. Well, so they're to, good. to be fair, they decided to build the city of L.A. in a very dry climate area. Uh-huh. But it's more than just And LA. import a bunch of... Oh, uh, you're talking uh, about the catalyst of this all. Right. Okay. So what did they do? Because I don't know this. Like, like it's just it's something that we've known about. Like it's if you if you look back at it, it's something that happens. But how does periodically? It, how does their imports pertain to the fires that are happening? How does that just stuff that's not indigenous to the area? I mean, it's mm. still it's still the right like type of climate for it to grow, but it's doesn't grow there naturally. So it just so adds more fuel. <laughs> right. Plant it just, life it adds more, more uh, fuel to the fire, so to speak. Yeah. Well, another thing that's adding fuel to fire, two fires, multiple of them, actually, in California, uh, of more than 10,000 acres, is a California fire, one of those being sparked by a gender reveal party. And, uh, oh, you know, it seems sick. to be a common trend recently. We're going out of control with these things, man. Yeah, some gender reveal parties are very simplistic. It's so been a whole uh, fire's got blue or pink smoke then, huh? Yeah, the world of social media has kind of made it a little bit, uh, uh, ta- not taboo, but in vogue to do things like gender reveal parties, and one of them using a pyrotechnic device over in uh, El Dorado County in Southern California, San Bernardino County, actually, the city is El Dorado, Uh scorched 10,574 acres from a pyrotechnic device used in a gender reveal party. It was meant to be a blue or pink smoke-generating pyrotechnic device, which was used at a party in uh, that the fire department said in a press release the fire started this most recent saturday at 10 23 a.m at the el dorado ranch park in uh nailed it close enough and spread from the park north to ugaipa ridge come on come on come on you gotta think that i'm better than this according to the release evacuations have been ordered for the communities of oakland ugaipa ridge we'll get there (laughs) one day 
Mountain Home Village, and Forest Falls. Thank God I can pronounce those. An evacuation warning is in effect for Ugaipa. They're still giving it to me. The bench area and the Ugaipa Community Center, which is being used as a temporary evacuation city. More than 500 personnel have been deployed to the fire, along with 60 engines and four helicopters. And uh, it was caused by a smoke-generating pyrotechnic device. It had an incident malfunction and just so happened to... uh, This is about 70 miles east of Los Angeles, by the way. And and apparently there's actually video, if you look it up, video of the party uh, captures chaotic scene, right? There's actually video, like, like, like... home security video of this happening if you look if you dig for it the surveillance video that was reviewed by investigators it showed a couple with several children walking into the grass while another person appears to light a device according to the the fire department fire officials they refused to release the video to cnn but i guess it's still out there as of uh, now but the investigation at the time was still ongoing Fire investigators have identified at least three at least three laws that were violated including igniting the land i guess that's uh. a, and arson. So not only so arson Oof. and igniting the land are so I guess two separate charges Makes sense. that I we're thought, dealing with here. I thought arson had to have intention behind it. Well, apparently not, because people's houses burned, and he going face the long dick of yeah. the law. Yeah, he was igniting the All land. All ten thousand acres of it. Yeah, igniting the land is totally going to be my heavy metal name. Just so you guys know. <laughs> Hell yeah. The level of recklessness will determine whether those are filed as misdemeanors or as felonies. And I guess if 10,000 acres are burning, I don't know if I'd call that a, a slight misdemeanor. Well, other, well I, I, incidental versus accidental, yeah. I, it's that's true. Not something they intended to happen, but it, it just it happened. happened anyway. But they, at least they'll have something to base it off of because of other general re- reveal parties have ignited fires. They, this is this is not a new thing. Exactly. Just, <laughs> but uh, back in 2017, a gender reveal party in Arizona sparked a wildfire that burned nearly 47,000 acres and caused more than eight million in damage. So th- this isn't the only time that I've s- that this has happened. But uh, 2020, what else can go wrong? Especially when everyone's trying to like social distance. Yeah. It's very like you know, social media, Mm. you're kind of locked inside, you know what I mean? But Speaking of social media, in the aftermath, uh, celebrities and people that have some clout on social media Mm. have gone to social media to express their discontent for some of these fires. Trevor (laughs) Noah, who is the host of uh, The Daily Show now, post Jon Stewart. I used to watch that all the time back when it was Jon Stewart, but Trevor Noah... Is just not as funny or interesting or anything. He's not John Stewart, pretty much. That's that's all I see about it. No, he has an he's accent though. Not, he has that's an that's accent. what it is. I think actually, I'm we, we're talking about America here. You can't be British, man. So Trevor Noah has a particularly uh, woke point of view here, we're saying, South "I'm sorry." <laughs> in the response to this quote, "This has to stop," he says in a video, Ce- "Celebrating a baby's genitalia is starting to feel very outdated. Gender reveal parties should only happen when the child is old enough to know their actual gender." So, quite a woke take from oh, Trevor wow. Noah. Yeah, let's let's see what he yeah, actually this has, has to, to say. Stop, right? Or at least, if you insist on a gender reveal, you should do something that helps the situation. The water's pink. It's a girl! And aside from all the damage it can cause, celebrating a baby's genitalia is starting to feel very outdated. Shut up. Like, given everything we're learning about gender, gender reveal parties should only happen when the child is old enough to know their actual gender and to pitch in some cash for the fire damage. It's not for the... It's not for the child. It's for the parents. The parents want to have a good time. It's about a celebration for the parents. It's like, like for instance, Aaron here is the only one that actually has a child. Now, remember uh, Olivia, my niece's first birthday? That Her first birthday and her first Christmas, her first set of holidays, it wasn't for her. It was for it's, us. Yeah, no, it's more for the parents. You know what I mean? 
Because they're obviously not going to remember that shit. I don't remember that. Honestly, would say all the way up to the third birthday and all the (laughs) third celebrations is more for the parents. Because who really remembers their second birthday? Yeah, we have to consider a little bit of your third birthday. Back when we were kids, like the things weren't on social media like it like Mm -hmm. it is today. So to be able to then look back and say, "Look here, Sonny, this is when I found out if you had a dick or not." And then you could play the video because it was up on your Instagram, Mm -hmm. which has probably been bought by Google by this time. Yeah, I feel like it's more of like a clout thing, for lack of a better term, these days. You know what I mean? Just a a social status thing. You know, like it's content. Yeah, exactly. And then they're trying to make them more outrageous and make them more watchable, make them more viral. And that's that's the issue. And I don't have an issue with him saying, you know, about. People like defining people's like identities at that point in time. I think that they should rename it. Ready? We call it a dick or no dick party. Mm. And then later, should there be a change, you have another gender reveal party. Yeah. Yeah. So post gender reveal party. Precisely. Mm. Like true gender, whatever. Pre birth gender reveal, post birth yeah, gender if reveal. It's chosen chosen gender reveal mm. party. Chosen gender reveal party. Well, I mean that that's good. I don't know if that would take off. <laughs> that's yeah. like, it's not a choice. It's not as sexy. It's, uh, I mean, it is, but it's a different, it's the opposite yeah. kind of sexy. However, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I think that the, obviously this is for the parents. The parents are excited. They're going to have an event where their friends and family can learn more about the baby, whether or not it has a dick. Mm-hmm. And I get Very it. Important. I get it. It is for the parents. In today's age, though, those memories could be something that's shared pre birth, you know. So, I could understand the gravity of it, especially given in the current time, the current baby's being born. Yeah are going to be born with all this social media stuff and all this record, things that weren't available when we were kids. Mm. That's fair. So next in Woke Olympics, as another potential candidate for a medal, the Oscars, who are unveiling new diversity standards for 2024 Best Picture nominees and onward. So this is going to start, these new set of rules is going to begin in 2024 with the 96th Academy Awards. I'm assuming to give them time for like movies that are in development right now to kind of keep going with what they're doing before we start with a new new set of standards and rules but the academy of motion picture arts and sciences which oversees the annual hollywood award show on tuesday announced new diversity standards for best picture nominees films must meet two of four standards in representation categories in order to qualify for a nomination the categories are listed as on screen among the crew at the studio and in opportunities for training and advancement in other aspects of the film's development and release. The on-screen, yeah, the on-screen representation requirements include either having at least one lead character or a significant supporting character be from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group, having at least 30% of secondary roles be from two underrepresented groups, or having the main storyline theme or narrative must be focused on an underrepresented group. So, so it's basically equal opportunity awards. Yeah, it's essentially uh, a, a some type of affirmative action for uh, on-screen representation in Academy Awards. Underrepresented groups of, of people, in case you were wondering what that category happened to include by this definition, include women, people of color, people who identify as LGBTQ+, or people with disabilities. So, so pretty much just people who couldn't vote start when America first started. Yeah, yeah. Essentially anybody but uh, straight white males. So it, you have to have anybody, <laughs> anybody but a straight, straight white, white male, male in your movie or at least somewhat represented in your movie in order to meet the new standards, which are meant to encourage diversity and equitable representation on screen and off. The Academy president, David Rubin, and CEO Don Hostin said, Hudson said in a statement, the aperture must widen to reflect our diverse global population in both the creation of motion pictures and in the audiences who connect with them. Uh, PR uh, speak. Uh, uh, 
We believe these inclusion standards will be a catalyst for long-lasting essential change in our industry. Second category, which is relating to the crew, includes standards like a film having either at least two leadership positions or head departments be from one of those underrepresented groups and at least six other crew be from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group or at least 30% of the film's crew be from an underrepresented group. So it could be paid internships, apprenticeships, and these new standards were devised by a task force led by Academy Governors Devon Franklin and Jim Giannopoulos. I'm not going to do it again. I already met my quota. And in consultation with the Producers Guild of America. So essentially what's happening here, starting from 2024 onwards, you got to meet a diversity quota in order to uh, qualify for best picture in the Oscars. It sounds like it's like weighted a little bit. And it's it's not a separate award, right? It's like... No, it's part of the main, main best picture. Yeah. It has to... Those are strict, like... Guidelines. Those are the, those are the, the new set of guidelines. Mm. Yeah. Are they in di- in addition to, or are they just like completely are, wiping out the old ones? And these are the new. These st- are the new guidelines. Yes. Yikes. Starting from twenty twenty four onwards, which again I assume is to allow films that are in development now to kind of continue to be developed with white supremacy. But after twenty twenty four, coronavirus and yeah, all this stuff also, that might dissuade people from going to the movies. That's true. Yeah. I guess uh, theaters are starting to open up now, aren't they? At least some so I've them. heard. Yeah, some I want to go see Tenet. I uh, yeah, me too. Uh-huh. Which might be uh, which actually might be one of the winners of this of next year's award. Yeah, it's already already on some lists, some people's lists, some and, short and lists. Check some boxes. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> jokes aside, jokes aside, you know, uh, <laughs> there's been an industry that basically had you know, white people play Asian characters and mm. all this other kind of stuff that is essentially more marketable. Scarlett and this is Johansson. basically forcing the companies to accept a wider array of talent and diversity. And if people were hired for certain roles, it was almost, you know, to slander that particular yeah. group or party or whatever. So, I mean, as much as I'm, I, I, I'm more for, like, if they truly deserve it kind of thing. Yeah, I hate, essentially, the concept of giving them something just because it was, you know, pre-deemed. But at the end of the day, the people making these decisions are the people that don't fit these descriptions. So mm. it, the people like who they are more similar to, and it's essentially an attempt to dissuade people from, you know, not trying at least, you know. Yeah. If you're an Asian-American actor, and my friend's a comedian in New York who's from Cambodia, and, you know, he speaks of the the control of the industry and the marketability and, and the lack of representation of Asians in film, mm-hmm. like true Asians, you know? So there's a, there's definitely that kind of argument against or for this, essentially. I just don't like the concept of the best man not winning. Yeah, exactly. The the person in me that loves meritocracy does not particularly like this. While I do see the arguments and the very strong merits for having something like this, because the situations, like you said, are not necessarily conducive for for people that are in those underrepresented groups. And, so, if we, and if I can continue with the undertones of yeah. a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about when it pertains to, like, racial injustice, you know, it, it's it's more than that. It's a systemic thing that, you know, the people who make these decisions are essentially controlling the industry, mm-hmm. and it's an attempt to basically... Divide us. Unseat, well, no, well... No, I don't, I don't think no, no, no. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. No, it's no, the opposite, where, you know, they want, you know... People in charge of these decisions. The people least. that are yeah. in charge of, of making these decisions and, and, and winning these awards are people who pay to have those people in those positions in the first place. And they have a lot of say as to whether or not it's marketable or not. Mm. And historically speaking, 
it's not been marketable, and so they would hack. Uh, they would they would hire white actors to fill, you know, diversified roles, mm-hmm. and you know, it's if we're going back to systemic racism, that's only a part of it. So one little so it's just one of those little steps that kind of it, it does something at the very least, which I, I'm always generally in favor of doing something over doing nothing. So at the very least, that this starts to to maybe get at that a little bit. So whether or not this has the intended effect, it's a little bit hard to see until 2024. It's quite a long time away, but right. we'll we'll see whether or not this ends up resulting in anything. So uh, let me see. Finally, to close out our woke Olympics categories, we have a California senator, Mr. Scott Weiner. Somehow, uh, Weiner's back, huh? Yeah, Weiner is back, and somehow, uh, people whose last names, politicians in particular, whose last names end in Weiner, tend to play very key roles in uh, things that might involve Weiners. So, California senator, Scandalous state senator. Oh, he went to Epstein's island, didn't he? He must have. He must have. That's how he was dubbed Weiner. But I have a feeling that's not what this is about. No, California Senator, State Senator Scott Weiner, a key player who was part of a California's push to end discrimination against LGBTQ young people, was introducing a bill that relaxed the rules for adding people to the sex offender registry. It's just, it, the rules. bill was called SB 145, which will exempt from mandatory registration. Under the act, a person convicted of certain offenses involving minors, if the person is not more than 10 years old, than 10 years older than the minor, and if that offense, if that offense is the only one requiring the person to register. So if you have an incident, a sexual uh, anything incident with somebody that is not more than 10 years older than you or younger than you, then uh, it'll it's kind of makes us easier to to get away this out, it. be exempt from it, from mandatory registration, mandatory sex registration. And this is getting a lot of criticism. This essentially allows 14-year-olds to have sex with people up to the age of 24 legally and would avoid the older participant from ever being registered as a sex offender. This uh, Senator Weiner. Well, I would, there's, it, so, it sounds like there's still laws that are in place, obviously, for, like, yeah. relationships. Oh, they're still getting but this punished. this would be, like, if they, if they st- statutorily rape an individual that's underage... They don't. They don't necessarily have to register as a sex offender. However, whereas you're still if go it was through the process, right? Yeah, exactly. You're still going to go through the process. You're going to still get punished. You, you know, you just it'll, it'll be register. on your record. You just don't have to publicly be recognized. Register. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So Weiner, who also successfully fought for decriminalizing knowingly infecting someone with HIV, uh, also missed a well, joke made by some some journalist who said that California was facing natural disasters after reducing the penalties. Uh, great. <laughs> They're <laughs> talking about the wildfires. Yeah, the wildfires. <laughs> okay. So you're introducing a pedophilia uh, sex sex registry exemption bill in uh, times when California has a lot more to worry about. In particular, Focus on the things that matter, especially when Jeffrey Epstein's documentary went live. I'm sure that that's when this started. The gear started turning for him. Yeah. The bill specifically allows for a minimum age of 14 with the adults up to 10 years or older. This isn't about equality. Adults who rape minors as young as 14 can avoid the sex offender list. So that's I'm kind of on that side. Like if for merits of the bill aside, what the fuck are you doing with this when your state is literally on fire? I don't yeah. know. It, it seems like just a dis- uh, distraction. There's got to be something else going on there. But I think morally, this is also not the right thing to do, too. I really feel like you need you should be on the the sex offender registry if this is a decision that you're making in life 
And I mean, we'll think about it. This makes actually a lot of sense as to why it would be pushed through during a time where there's a lot of wildfires. Mm. This wouldn't be the first time that everyone was distracted with something and the, oh, the things were passed, through. yeah. Right. Yeah. No, they when only there used... was when there was uh, when there was something else that was going on at the time, you know. Mm. Uh, even even just uh, on Christmas, there was a bill that was signed that basically enacted the Federal Reserve in America. Yeah. Like, if, oh, Christmas, everyone's distracted. Oh, look, wildfires. You know, social, di- uh, so uh, you know, s- mm-hmm. social discontent. You know, why don't I just push this through while my, the spotlight's not on me? This is the same idea for why, like, a lot of press releases and a lot of big news gets dropped on like Friday night because because yeah. the journalists in the news cycle thinks that it's going to escape the news cycle by having a distraction from the fact that that it's Friday night. Now, Wait. did the did the news story that you just um, quoted off of? Use the age of 14 and 24 as an example? Or is that, that was just an that? example. Yeah, that was so just an example. So a, so a 20-year-old could have sex with a 10-year-old and not get on sex offender registry? According to the bill, that is, uh, as long as it falls within an that 10-year-old. An 18-year-old with an 8-year-old. Oh, boy. Wow. Didn't even think about it that deep. That, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe uh, that's not that that good of a thing. Yeah, here. I don't think this is <laughs> the play. I like how the, they use the 14 and 24-year-old thing to maybe even try to, like, uh, Dull, like dull in the blow, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe it's trying to. It's you not know, that bad. 14, 24. Yeah. 14 I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's trying to play. Off, like they're trying to play it out. Maybe it's trying to play devil's advocate, where there are situations where people are older and then have to register as sex offenders. Yeah. But I think again, uh, maybe ten years is a bad example. Maybe that's a bad standard to set. However, like you know, there should be more stricter criteria if this is even something that you're gonna gonna do. But it sounds almost to me like. If it is egregious like that, an eight-year-old and an eighteen-year-old, they will probably still see the correct course of action. It's just something that, given the extenuating circumstances, which is the judge's decision, is what was it an offshoot? The senator actually went on record to say that the intent of this bill was to kind of close loopholes from like uh, uh, children, for instance, children, for instance, teenagers that are like near the end of 17 going on 18. These are supposedly to close those kind of loopholes because I guess that's a thing that uh, that hits the the intended audience, like the LGBT community, uh, particularly hard. And so I guess this is one of those kinds of loopholes that he's trying to fix. The problem is, is that I this. I think this sets too broad of a spectrum. Yeah, like I really think this gives you way too much wiggle room to where I think that there might be. At I don't know if I want to say malicious intent. On paper, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I feel like it had good intentions, but I mean, don't doesn't it seem like every like actual child molester just gets like a god tier lawyer? So I mean, like I feel like it would just do more harm than good in the end. They just loophole through that, especially the way that the mm-hmm. American justice system is really set up. Yeah, but. unless you have to go take a seat over in one of Chris Hansen's many, uh, many. Many take a seat. Traps. Take a seat. Yeah. What's in the bag here? Take a seat. Are you just gonna play video games? Is that why you have a dildo? Twelve-inch mm. black dildo. A bone-in chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> he knew what was. He knew what he was trying to do. Mm. We he was trying to bone in for sure. Yeah. So we have four stories, three medals to hand out, gentlemen. And uh, I, in fact, John, as the birthday boy and with the top medal, I would like to uh, hear who gets your medals. So to recap a little bit like to hear your honorable mention and who gets your medals or stories. We have the California wildfire being caused by the gender reveal party and mm-hmm. Trevor Noah's uh, response about our gender reveal parties even yeah. okay or not. We have Oscar's new diversity standards. And actually, we just had, so I, I eliminated the four stories, so we actually do just have three stories. And oh. uh, the California state senator, Mr. Scott Weiner. So no honorable mentions. Nobody's avoiding the participation trophy. Who gets the medals? So for me... 
the bronze medal has to go to I gotta go with Trevor Noah personally mm. just because I understand the message and the Weak things metal. that he's you know uh, you know in during these times when that is a hot topic you Not know what quite I mean? as woke is it is it is it pandering I don't know but he I feel like he truly believes that and that you know maybe a little bit of both I, I think he's talking about first you know the I keep saying you know have you, mm-hmm. you know that uh don't you know <laughs> don't don't you know <laughs> he's basically trying to not have these dangerous style gender reveals mm-hmm. and you need to be more, you know, receptive or loving to the people that you bring into this world instead of alienate them. And I can understand that cause. So for me, that's why he gets the bronze medal. So the message means something. It just is a, a, a little preachy, but it happens. Kind I of like somebody with that platform. It, I like it. Yeah. I like the concept. Again, I'm going to reiterate if you're willing to have a second gender reveal party, when if, when and if that changes, then That's then I'd then I'd be so then I'd be acceptable of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so second silver medal, that goes to oh shoot, uh, oh the Oscar. The, what is it? The Oscar new diversity standards. Yeah, we got Oscar diversity standards, or we have uh, Senator Weiner. Right. So Oscar diversity standards has to be my silver medal. I am very much for you know, let the best men win. However, when you need to consider the people that are involved with making those decisions are people in power anyways, then that's where you need to kind of create some kind of power shift. Make it marketable to be Asian and be an actor in America because it's really not if otherwise. So with those kind of added, you know, added, what do you call them, requirements? Yeah, standards. Standards, exactly. You're encouraging and making more marketable people of color to be able to have predominant roles mm-hmm. as opposed to only letting the white people win. Shiny silver. And uh, then lastly, I have to I have to go with um, good old Senator Weiner, we, Mr. Weiner, uh, Mr. Sh- uh, Sen- Sl- Senator Schlong. Ten years, mm-hmm. way too much, man. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it where you know there's oh, a years, sorry. there's a per- there's a person of. Almost, almost an adult, and not having to be registered as a sex offender. I understand that. However, you have to understand the consequences when you're going into a situation like that. So, mm. I think that he's the the biggest offender. He gets the gold medal today. In yeah, local he's Olympics. the offender, <laughs> not mm. the people he's trying to say. Ah, ooh, that's that's clever. See, I'm actually going to agree with that rake that. Uh, rankings once again with those power rankings. So same, same. I'm down for that. You're it's down for that. Too unanimous. Yeah. Let's what about what you, Ryan Seacrest? How do you feel about this? I, right. I agree with the bronze. Use going your to one Trevor brain Noah. cell. I do agree with the bronze going to Trevor Noah because I just right into the mic. Too, oh, sorry. I do agree with the bronze going to Trevor Noah just because I feel like that was just too edgy. But uh, I feel like Reaching. the silver should go to uh, Mr. Wiener. Uh, no ma- I mean, it's a great wiener. Don't get me wrong, but I we feel like his will. Uh, <laughs> I feel like might. his will have a less of an impact in the in society itself when we have, you know, different demographics being shoved mm. into movies and movies pretty much shape what people think. So I feel like the gold should go to the Oscars because a lot of movies go around trying to get an Oscar and a lot of those become hits. A lot of people base what they think on movies and things like that. So I feel like that'll have a lot more impact on. 
society as a whole. So you're thinking impact level here. Where yeah, this is just Mr. Wiener, Senator Wiener, he's just a he's just a, distra- a distraction in the grand scheme, but the Oscars have some real weight behind it. Maybe, so. you know, I feel like it reaches more people than just the uh the ten, I mean, sounds harsh, but it reaches more people than that 10-year difference in one certain area, you know what I mean? Yeah. And where my mind goes to it is the stories about little black boys walking up to the Black Panther movie and being like, I'm this one, yeah. not having that opportunity. And it's designed to shake things up. Mm-hmm. In terms of impact, I absolutely think that this is the biggest thing that's going to have a longer-lasting effect, especially over absolutely. any of the other two. So I'm in agreement in that regard. So if you're going on impact, then that's a fair rating system. Uh, however, you have been outweighed, out outvoted, and so we are I going to go that. with the gold medal going to... Uh, Mr. Wiener, Mr. Senator, I knew it was a gold wiener all along, though. You knew. Uh, I mean, I love gold. Had a feeling. Yeah, you had. You had a. You must have had a greater insight than the rest of us. So, gold medal. I had a good feeling on that wiener. How old were you at that time? (laughs) Hopefully, about a ten-year difference. All right. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So that, ladies and gentlemen, with California Senator Scott Wiener getting the gold medal, Oscars getting the silver medal, and Trevor Noah and gender reveal parties getting the bronze medal was. Woke Olympics. Man, we went pretty long on this one. So long. Giggity. Oh yeah, it's so long. Uh, hopefully so long. less than less than 10 years of length, but uh that honestly, it was a very, very fun show to get back to our get back to our routine on. I had a lot of fun. I hope John had a lot of fun on his birthday, the big three o. I hope you guys, Ryan Seacrest and Justin. <laughs> I know in in contrast, Ryan Seacrest and Justin. I know in contrast, mm. it doesn't quite sound exciting. We got a, we got a hot crowd here. Oh, Justin, yeah, uh, Ryan Seacrest, Justin Timberlake. Just, we got oh the yeah, song. that's fair. So Justin I mean, Timberlake got the whole setup here. Justin Timberlake and Ryan Seacrest, thank you so much for joining us from Hollywood. I know that you guys have to catch a flight at uh, 1223 at night to go back to Hollywood and do... And, Hollywood and, and, things. Yeah, well, do I mean, Hollywood things. you can't things. hear the chopper above. They're going to take us out the same yeah. window. You have, to, you have to get back to Hollywood to unveil your new diversity standards. So, so I want to ask you guys from Hollywood, did, did they cancel Epstein Island or did they move mm. it to a different party? Well, it's more uh, underground I'm not now. to discuss this. Uh, you know where they were the holding El Chapo? Oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. <clears throat> hey, hey, I'm just going to leave that there. We're going to drop it. Apparently, we, the FBI, is already on our tail. So we're going to have to end the show oh, there. That's what that chopper was. Yeah. We'll see everybody next week for episode number 27 of The Very Interesting Show. Gene will be back, and uh, we're going to have a good time, as per usual. Happy birthday, John. Bye, guys. I'm out of here.